0: hey everybody and welcome 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 up here with me tonight i do not plan on being big you guys very long tonight but i had to come up here and i had to get on this topic um Quint was with you guys about a week ago, Um, and she was up here talking about the topic about how you cannot eat from everybody's table. I wanted to come on with you guys to go a little deeper concerning this particular topic here and
1: to really, really, really dissect it for you guys. you guys could bear with me here, I'm pulling up some stuff.
0: Sending some folks, some invites. Had some folks that wanted to come on or try to hop on tonight. Um, And if they are able, they will be coming on with us tonight. So, but while I'm doing that, if you guys are getting ready to chime into the chat say hello if i don't know you already tell me where you are chiming in
1: from please like share and comment all right so
0: as i say tonight we are coming from the topic of You cannot eat from everybody's table, part two, because Quint was on about a week ago, either a week ago or a week and a half ago, talking about it. I was supposed to um, have been up here to to talk about it that night, but I was a a little busy because I was working and work didn't want to let me go, right? So I had to do what I had to
1: do. By the time I got home, she was done with the show already. I'm pulling up my scriptures for you guys so you guys can get them and write them down. So I'm going to give y'all
0: a few scriptures to be able to go back to in your own leisure tonight. Um, So that you could go back and pull these things up and read them for yourselves. So I am coming scripture related. And then I'm also coming from um, a different
1: way with you guys tonight. So before I even get started. Thank you. Whoever the Facebook user is, I don't know who you are because it does not tell me your name. It just says Facebook user. So. But I thank you for being up here with me tonight. I'm going to discuss a few different um biblical
0: topics related to this particular topic that i'm going to discuss just in general relation
1: to the topic as well oh hey fred how are you bro hope everything is well I know you had a great show the other night I didn't get a chance to watch everything but
0: I do plan on going back and watching the replay when I am done
1: to night my schedule has been a little crazy Alright, so I'm going to come to y'all with Samson and Delilah,
0: Death in the Pot, Story of Joseph and Jacob and Esau.
1: So, if you guys could, got stuff running off the... Yeah,
0: I know. That's why I said I watched part of it, but I didn't get a chance to watch everything. I'm going
1: to watch the replay tonight. Everybody had good shows uh, last week. Bobby's show was good, too. All right.
0: So, as I stated, I'm going to come to y'all from the story of Samson and Delilah, the story of death in the pot, the story of Joseph, and I'm going to talk to y'all a little bit about Jacob and Esau. So, I'm going to give y'all some biblical principles about you can't eat from everybody's table first. And then, hey, Simone. And then, after I come from the biblical principles, you're just going to have a conversation about it in general. Right. So those of y'all that are up here and you have your Bibles, you know, you could go with me, read along. If not, I will type the verses and chapters that I'm coming from in the chat so you guys can go back and read about it later. But the first one that we're going to deal with is we're going to talk about Samson and Delilah. That is coming from
1: the book of Judges. um, And it's Judges 16. That way I give y'all time to find it. Awesome, Fred. I see you got somebody for, um,
0: you got somebody coming up, um, on the fir- on Friday too, right? Y'all hear me flipping through pages just because I'm I'm going through my word, trying to get to the 16th chapter of Judges here so I can read this to y'all. I will be reading what you're going to hear
1: from the NIV version. right so let's talk about samson and delilah
0: anybody that knows the word and you know the background story of samson and delilah then you know that um delilah was a piece of work you know samson was unaware because he was so enthralled by her beauty and by her outside appearance that he he didn't bother to look or notice uh use his discernment to notice who and what she was on the inside so starting at verse number one it says one day samson went to gaza where he saw a prostitute he went to spend the night with her the people of gaza were told that samson is here So they surrounded the place and lay wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night, saying at dawn, we'll kill him. But Samson lay there only until the middle of the night. Then he got up and he took hold of the doors of the city of the gate together with the two posts and tore them loose, bar and all. Hey, everyone, how are you, bro? Uh, Bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so that we may tie him up and subdue him. Each of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver, what people will do for money, right? So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and seduced. Samson answered her, if anyone ties me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, I'll become as weak as as any other man. Then the rulers of the Philistines brought her seven first bowstrings that had not been dried. She tied him with them. With men hidden in the room, she called him Samson. "The Philistines are upon you." He snapped the bowstrings as easily as a piece of string snaps when it comes to a flame. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Then Delilah said to Samson, "You have made a fool of me you lied to me. Come on and tell me how you can be tied. He said, if anyone ties me securely with new ropes that have never been used, I'll become as weak as any other man. So Delilah took new ropes and tied with him them. Then when the men hidden in the room, she called him Samson, the, philis, the Philistines are upon you but he snapped those ropes off his arms as if they were just threads. Delilah then said to Samson, all this time you have been making a fool of me and lying to me. Tell me how you can be tied. He replied, if you weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on a loom and tighten it with a pin, I become as weak as any other man. So while he was sleeping, Delilah took the seven braids of his hair, wove them into fabric and tightened it with the pen. Again, she called him Samson. The Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and he pulled the pen and the loom with the fabric. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me And haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such a nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. So he told her everything. He stated in verse 17. He said, no razor has ever been used on my head, he said. Because I am a Nazarite. A Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were to ever be shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she took word to the ruler of the Philistines, came back once more. He has told me everything. So the ruler of the Philistines returned with silver in their hands after putting him to sleep. On her lap, she called, for one of them to shave off the seven braids of hair on his head. So they began to subdue him, and his strength had left him. Then she called Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He woke up from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before, and I'll shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza, binding him with brown shackles, bronze shackles. They set him to a grinding grain in the prison, but the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Now the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to celebrate saying, celebrate saying our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, Our God has delivered our enemy into our hands, the one who laid waste our land and multiplied our slain. While they were on in high spirits, they shouted, Bring out Samson to entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison, and he performed for them. When they stood him amongst the pillars, Samson said to the servant who held his hand, He said, Put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple so that I may lean against them. Now, the temple was crowded with men and women. All of the rulers of the Philistines were there. And on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. Then Samson prayed to the Lord and said, Sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just once more. And let me, with one blow, get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached towards the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on one, his left hand on the other. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died, while than while he lived. Then his brothers and his father's whole family went down to get him. They brought him back and buried him between Zorah and Eshtemo, in the tomb of Manoah his father. Manoah, his father, had laid Israel twenty years ago. So, that is the story of Samson and Delilah. The topic of tonight's show is you cannot eat from everybody's table. Delilah wanted to know what made Samson so strong. And she also wanted to know what could also make him weak. And you have that even today. So even today in this time, you have people that will lure you into a situation to get information from you that could harm you, kill you, or make you better or make you worse than the situation that you're already in. But the point of this story is that no one was supposed to know why Samson was so strong. They was not supposed to know why his hair was never supposed to be cut. And if you knew anything about a Nazarite, you knew that the Nazarite men and women never cut their hair because, you know, the Bible tells us that your crown is your glory and and it says that you're not supposed to to cut it because it does give you, uh, in the Nazarene sense, it does give you a sense of who you are and where you came from. And that was their legacy and lineage at that time.
1: So if you go with what I just told you and you look at tonight's title, The beauty of a woman drew Samson to eat at her table.
0: Before that, he was in love with a prostitute that he didn't stay with that night either because the Philistines were already looking to kill him at that time too. Again, it goes against the Nazarite tradition to be with women that way. They wanted Nazarites to be with Nazarite women, not somebody outside of their tribe or outside of their community, per se, back in that time. So I said that part to say this. What happens when you go and eat at somebody else's table? What are they taking from you? What are they getting from you? And what are you leaving behind when you go and sit at the table? If you think about going and sitting and eating with somebody at their table in the natural sense, when the families get together to sit down and eat dinner, um, you have conversations. You talk about your day. You talk about how life is going. You ask each other questions around the table to see if everybody's okay. Um, at some dinner tables, you walk in when everybody start eating, everything go quiet. Nobody say nothing. You know, if the food is good, right? But again, when you go and sit down at somebody else's table, what are they getting from you and what are you leaving behind? So if you're in the chat, talk to me, ask me some questions here because we're going to keep going. So I talked to you all about Samson and Delilah that came from Judges 16 for anybody that did not get the scripture. Um, let me see if I can put it in the chat. So now we're going to go from 2 Kings 4, 30 to 41, and we're talking about the parable of the death of the pot. all right so we're coming from second kings four right it is funny how people can gather intel on you and weaponize it against you right that's what i'm talking about like some people don't realize like how serious this particular topic is right um and i mean it's it's real it's, it's real as you go through the bible it's so many different situations that talk about this, but I only grabbed four, um, four that I I knew um, really talked about what we're talking about tonight. And, I mean, some of them are more serious than the first one. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the situation with Sam Sampson and Delilah was, was stupid because at the end of the day, she got this information from this man. Not only did he lose his strength, But they got him, they subdued him so bad to the point where they took this man's eyeballs out. You know, they gouged his eyes out so he couldn't see. They made a mockery of him when they was using him down in the prison to to run the grain on the mill. And they just really thought that they had him where they wanted him to be. Not realizing that, okay, you know, you make a mistake, we make a mistake, we know who God is. So when we ask him to to, to forgive us for what we have done. And, you know, he, it though his word says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. And, and that's proven with what Samson did. Samson prayed to God one more time. And he said, look, I know what I did. I, I know what I did. I messed up. He said, but right now I need you to grant me the opportunity to have my strength just one last time. Just one last time, I'm not asking you to let me live because when I do what I'm getting ready to do, I'm going to die with him. So you can let me die with him, that's fine. And if you go back and read prior stuff before the event with him and Delilah, Samson was something. I mean, ripping people, ripping jaws off of animals and I mean, beating people with the jaw of an animal and all all of this other stuff. And he could do all this stuff with his bare hands. So he was a hard man to stop. And they wanted him, right? So, you know, right, Simone, it is heavy. He was a hard person to stop in the natural, right? And they didn't realize that he was being driven by who God had made him from the womb. You know, his mama had given him back to God from her womb. So when why wouldn't he come out knowing who God was? You know what I'm saying? He, he knew who he was. He knew what he was capable of. But at no point should he ever have given the Delilah the information that she was asking for. Once he realized how many times she had tried to fool him before to get it, and he lied to her all the time before, why would you give it to her now? I don't care how much of a nagger she became, but why would you give out that information now? After her trying to fool you four times before that, and you lied to her the four times before that, and now you give her the real information, and they almost kill you with it, right? So we're going to go to the the parable of the death in the pot, all right? So this one is coming from 2 Kings,
1: and it's verses uh, 30 through 41. and I'm putting in what it's about so you guys can go back and read it in your own time. All right. So this one is talking about um I'm starting at verse 30 and we'll go to 41. And this is talking about the woman with the the olive
0: oil, the widow with the olive oil.
1: Um, if you go to the beginning of 2 Kings chapter 4. Right.
0: That's right, Simone. He already knew why she was asking. So why would he give into her nagging and, and give her the real information like down the line? That's my point. Right. So if you look at second Kings chapter four and you read the beginning, um, I think I'll just read the whole thing so that y'all can get the gist of what was really going on here. Right. OK, so this is at the beginning of chapter four It's talking about Elijah going to the widow's house, telling her he wanted something to eat. She says she only had enough oil to make something to eat for her and her son. And then after that, her and her son was going to die. Right? So that's what verse chapter four starts out talking about. Okay? But from the beginning of the chapter up until about verse 38, at 38, it stops talking about what she, you know, how she made the, the meal for him. And then it goes to the story of the death in the pot. But we're going to, that's what what we're basing this off of, but I'm gonna talk to y'all about the whole entire chapter here. So bear with me as I read, okay? So if you got your Bibles, uh, go along with me. If not, I put it in the chat so you can go back and read it, right? I suggest you read the whole fourth chapter so that you can really have the gist of what was going on. But if you do not read the the whole thing, if you go to 2 Kings and start at verse 30 and read uh, until the chapter ends, You'll have the gist of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about death in the pot. All right, so the wife of a man from the company of prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me. What do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisa said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask just for a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons, pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him. She shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another. But he replied, there is no jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left that's right Simone fill the jars you and your sons can live on what is left one day Elisha went to Shunem and we're talking about the Shunemite woman's son now went to Shunem and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to come and stay with her for a meal So whoever he came by, he stopped there to eat. She said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way, he is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put in it a bed and a table, a chair, and a lamp for him. Then he can stay there whenever he comes. So one day when Elijah came, he went up to his room and lay down there.
1: He said that his servant Gehazi called the Shunammite. So he called her and she stood
0: before him. Elisha said to him, tell her, you have gone to all this trouble for us. Now what can can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She replied, I have a home among my own people. What can be done for her? Elisha asked. Gaza said, he says she has no son and her husband is old. Then Elisha said, call her. So he called her and she stood in the doorway. About this time next year, Elisha said to her, you will hold a son in your arms. Hey, coach, you will hold a son in your arms. She said, no, my Lord. She objected, please, man of God. Don't mislead your servant. But the woman became pregnant, just as Elisha said. Now, in the next year, about the same time, she gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had told her. The child grew. And one day he went out to his father, who was with him, who was with the reapers. He said to his father, my head, my head. He told His father told a servant, carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted him and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, then shut the door, and she went out. She called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants, and a donkey so that I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Why go to him today, he asked. It's not a new moon, nor is it the Sabbath. That's all right, she said. She sat up the donkey and said to her servants, lead on, don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and she came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When he saw her in the distance, The man of God said to the servant, Gehazi, look, there's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, are you all right? Is your husband all right? And is your child all right? Now, as you see, he already knew that something wasn't right because she was coming. She was all the way. Everything is all right, she said. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone. She is in bitter distress, but the Lord has hidden it from me, and he has not told me why. Did I ask you for a son, my Lord? She said, Didn't I tell you, don't raise my hopes? Elijah said to Gehazi, Tuck your cloak into your belt, take my staff in your hand, and run. Don't greet anyone. You meet, and if anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. But the child's mother said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and he followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff upon the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elijah and told him, The boy has not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was a boy. There was the boy laying dead on his couch. He went in, he shut the door on the two of them, and he prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay on the boy, mouth to mouth, eye to eye, hand to hand, and he stretched himself out upon him. The boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away. And walked back and forth in the room, and then got on the bed and stretched out on him once more. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, "Call the Shunammite." And he did. When she came, he said, "Take your son." She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then took her son
1: and went out. The first CPR, right, coach? And I mean, he stayed in that thing. He walked the
0: flow even afterwards and then got back on him and did it again. There's something about walking the flow where you be praying, but we'll talk about that in a little while. So now I want to get to the point of Second Kings, right? So let's talk about death in the pot. And this is starting at verse um, verse 38. Elisha returned to Gilgal And there was a famine in that region. While the company of prophets was meeting with him, he said to his servants, put on a large pot and cook some stew for these prophets. One of them went out into the fields to gather herbs and found a wild vine and picked as many of its gores as his garment could hold. When he returned, he cut them up and he put them into the pot of stew. Though no one knew, what they were the stew was poured out for the men but as they began to eat it they cried out man of God there is death in this pot and they could not eat it Elisha said get me some flour he put it in the pot and said serve it to the people to eat
1: and there was nothing harmful in the pot right
0: And then let me finish the last couple of verses, but this is not, a, this does not have anything to do with death in the pot. It said, as the man came to Baal Shazlan, bringing the man of God, 20 loaves of barley bread baked from the first ripe grain, along with some heads of new grain, give it to the people to eat. Elisha said, how can I set before a hundred men? His servant asked, but Elisha answered, give it to the people to eat. For this is what the Lord says they will eat and have some left over. Then He said it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. so the verses forty two to forty four is talking about how He fed a hundred men with just uh twenty loaves of barley bread. But let's talk about this death of the pot, okay, so. As y'all can see from verse 38 to 41, it talks about the death in the pot. How he sent a servant out to get herbs and stuff to go in the stew so that he could feed himself and the table of prophets that was there to have a meeting with each other. Now the servant, I'm not going to say that he he didn't know no better. He found found a, a, a wild vine that he thought had good stuff on it. And how many know that if you're not familiar with the terrain around you when you go out hunting and you in the wilderness, that you don't know that some of this stuff you brush up against, it look like regular leaves, but that stuff can be harmful to you. Like poison ivy, per se. When you go into the woods and, and you brush up against a leaf, it'll make you itch, it'll break you out, it'll do all that stuff. Because it looks like a normal leaf to you. If you're not familiar with what it looks like, you'll think it was just any other bush in the woods, but it's not. Right? So the same thing happened with this, this young servant that he sent out. The young servant saw a wild vine. He thought that the herbs on it looked good. So he was like, hey, let me take it and and take as much as I can, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go put it in the pot. Cause there's certain some, some natural things. Even though they look really good and they're really pretty for the eye, they're eye-catching. You cannot consume them, right? Everything is not consumable to eat um, for you because some things can be detrimental to your health when you eat them. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say in a way and in a way, no, Simone, but it's just the fact of you know, the the young servant felt like he was going out and he was doing what the the prophet had asked. Right. But going back to tell you that the other prophets, when they got ready to eat it, you picking up the ladle or the spoon and you get ready to eat it and you taste something that don't taste right. You you automatically know something ain't right. So you got to put it down. And isn't it funny how
1: he used flour Right. Every day, the glitter ain't gold. But it's funny how he used flour to take the poison out the pot. Right?
0: We use flour these days to make our gravies, to make our roux when we're making stews. We're using to thicken stuff up, right, when we eat. But he
1: used the flour to remove the poison from the pot. If a person was to sit
0: a bowl of food in front of you today, would you have enough
1: discernment to discern that something in that plate is not right? Right, coach. But I'm going to ask that question again.
0: If somebody was to sit a bowl of food in front of you today,
1: would you have enough discernment to know that something in that plate is not right. Okay. Again, you can't eat from everybody's table.
0: And it goes to show that even when you go out to eat to restaurants. um, Not everybody in the restaurant is clean. You can get what we call food poison food could be old and they could still be serving it to you anyway. I see it all the time when I watch these, these cooking shows and when you watch stuff from, um, what's his name, Gordon Ramsay, when he be going in to help people fix their restaurants. You know how many episodes that I watched where he went in to help people fix their restaurants and these people were still feeding people old food, expired, outdated food? Throwing it on the skillet, throwing it in the oven, and feeding it
1: to them anyway, and the people were unaware and they were just eating it. Right, that's that's the same thing with me, coach. If I smell food
0: and it don't smell right, I won't eat it. If I look at something and it don't look appeasing, <laughs> I won't eat it. You know, I I don't eat everything from everybody. Um, and don't ask me why. I mean, it's just, and then my pellet just won't allow it. Like if, if I try to consume something and the taste is off, my body don't like awkward tastes of nothing, you know? And I just can't, I just can't eat it because I will up check it quick. Okay. Restaurant in your house. I'll say, excuse me, where's your bathroom? And I would go in there and I'd be tossing up guts. I ain't lying. So I, I just can't consume it. So, you know, that goes to say that these they took a bite or a spoonful of the stew and knew that something was wrong in it. And in my Bible, I have um, like a little breakdown on the bottom of my page. So I'm going to read some of the breakdown that talks about the, the famine in the region. So it says that verse forty-eight, where it says the famine in the region, perhaps the same famine mentioned. Famine was a covenant curse back then, um, and evidence of God's anger with His people for them being disobedient to their covenant obligations.
1: Did Did you hear that? It says this famine mentioned was a famine.
0: Was a famine was a covenant curse, an evidence of God's anger with His people because they had been
1: disobedient to their covenant obligations. Whew. And then it says,
0: "The flour, the flour itself, did not make the stew edible." It was simply a means by which the Lord provided for those who were faithful to the covenant
1: at the time when others suffered under the covenant curse. Now, who did y'all hear that? A covenant curse? Because they had been disobedient to covenant obligations? I mean, when you go... We're going to talk about that on another show. But
0: a covenant curse? Because the people were disobedient to covenant obligations. I just need y'all to think about that. I don't either at the restaurant or Father's Day before I touched anything, I kept saying something don't smell right. I told the waitress that they have a habit of leaving bad stuff. I said no, take this away please. Right, coach. Like I said, I just I just can't if it come out, it don't look right, it don't smell right. I can't consume it. I I just can't do it. You know what I mean? Um and it's not nothing against the people that made it, but if it don't especially in a restaurant, if I'm spending money on something, I expect to get what I'm paying for. You know, Nothing more, nothing less. I mean, if you do a little extra, that's fine. But I don't expect anything less than what I'm paying for, right? So if something does not smell right, or it definitely don't look right, I won't consume it. I will be the first to tell a person to come back and get it. You can take it uh, back to the manager or whatever, and you could ask them to take it off my ticket. Okay. Now, that was the story of the death of the pot. Let's keep moving. We're going to go to Genesis 42, and we're going to talk about Joseph real quick.
1: Y'all just help me walk the word tonight, if y'all don't mind. But what I'm trying to get y'all
0: to see is all the different biblical scenarios. Behind telling you not only to be careful,
1: but why discernment is important. That right, it is deep, coach.
0: A whole covenant curse. Ooh, we got to talk about it, ma'am. You know we do That's a discussion. A covenant curse due to the the uh disobedience of covenant
1: obligations. I just can't get over that like that's that's wow to me.
0: that's deep is not the word for that one goes. that's that's wow.
1: That means because it was a covenant thing, only the Lord could remove that curse. Only he could break that curse. You said, where are the friends? I don't know. Like I said, if they could come on, they could come on. If they
0: can't, it's okay. I mean, but coach, coach is in the chat. So, you know. She know I'll be quick to send her a link for her to come on up here now.
1: Right. Coach, I'm finna send you the link, ma'am. So we're gonna talk about Joseph, okay? Um, I want to say that this is the journey
0: uh, where Joseph and his bro- no,
1: that's a long chapter. Yeah, Joseph and his brothers were supposed to go. Where Joseph's brothers come to Egypt? Let me see, because I might have to go back.
0: Ah, hey, go. Hey, 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 hey! Yeah, I think I
1: need to take y'all backwards. Hey, go. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I still want y'all to read. Y'all to read jitter, I, think y'all I think I need to take y'all backwards. Hey, 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 hey! I still want y'all to read. I think I need to take y'all backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I still want y'all to
0: read Genesis 42, but I really think that y'all need to go back to about Genesis 40, Mm, maybe even 38, to read up on the story of Joseph so y'all can understand how he ended up in Egypt. Because um, you need to understand the beginning before you get to uh, other parts of the story. But I would say go back to about 38 or 39 and read up to 42 so y'all can understand how Joseph um, got in Egypt in the first way, right? Because um, I'm not, I'm not going to go back that far. But if y'all go to Genesis 42, I want y'all to see um, that Jacob has sent the sons out because they heard that there was grain in Egypt. So he sent the sons to Egypt, but he would not send the youngest son, which is Benjamin, because he thought that they were going to harm him. His daddy knew what his children was capable of, first and foremost, because they had done it before. You know what I'm saying? They had harmed Joseph before, so he knew what they were capable of. And Joseph now was over Egypt at this point. So the father, not knowing that Joseph was over over Egypt at this point, did not know that when he sent his sons out that this is what they were going to run into. But I want to get to a certain scripture here. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to say that if you go to verse 18, it was where he was talking about them being honest men. It actually started well. he was talking about them being honest men actually back in verse 10. So when his brothers got there, he recognized who they was, but they did not recognize him. He remembered that in his dreams about them and what he had said to them, and he called them spies. Actually, um, and he said that you have came to see where our land is unprotected. And they said, No, my lord. They answered, Your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. Your servants and are honest men, not spies. He said, No. He said to them, you have come to see where my land is unprotected. They replied to him, your service were 12 brothers, the son of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. Your youngest is now with our father and no one and one is no more. Joseph said to them, it is just as I told you, you are spies. And this is how I, this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here also. Send one of one of your number, go get your brother. The rest of you will be kept in prison so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling me the truth. If you are not, then as sure as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put all of them in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, do this and you will live for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in the prison while the rest of you go and take grain back to back for your starving households. But you must bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified that you may not die. This they proceeded to do. They said to one another, surely we are being punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was. When he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come upon us. Ain't it funny how when you're guilty about stuff, mm-hmm. about what you've done, it still it's going to haunt you until you deal with it. Reuben replied, "Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? But you wouldn't listen. Now we must give an accounting for his blood." They did not realize that Joseph couldn't could understand them since he was using an interpret. He turned away from them and began to weep, but then came back and spoke to them again. He had Simeon taken from them and bound before their eyes. Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to put each man's silver back in the sack and to give them provisions for their journey. After this, was done for them he loaded their grain on the donkeys and he left at the place where they stopped before the night one of them opened his sack to feed his donkey to get feed for his donkey but when he saw his silver in the mouth of his sack he said my silver has been returned he said to his brother here it is in my sack their hearts sank and they turned to each other trembling and said What is this that God has done for us? When they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them. They said, the man who is the Lord over the land spoke harshly to us and treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, we are honest men. We are not spies. We were 12 brothers, brothers, sons of one father. One is no more. And the youngest one is now with our father in Canaan. The man who is Lord over the land said to us, this is how I will, this is how I will know whether you are honest men, leave one of your brothers here with me, take your food for your starving households and go, but bring your youngest brother back to me. So I will know that you are not spies, but honest men. Then I will give your brother back and you and you can trade in the land. As they were emptying their sacks there in each man's sack was a pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, you have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more and Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Then Reuben said to the father, you may put both of my sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Entrust him to your care and I will bring him back. But Jacob said, my son will not go down there with you. His brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm comes to him on the journey, you are taken. You will bring my gray head down to the grave in sorrow. Okay. So anybody that knows the story of Jacob, they, y'all know that he got thrown in the pit by his brothers.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Jersey. Yeah.
0: Y'all know he was thrown in the pit by his brothers. And, um, you know, the whole time they was doing what they was doing to Joseph, he was pleading with them. And out of all of the brothers, Reuben was the only one who said that there was something wrong with this picture. We shouldn't do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he held to that the whole entire time. But they would not allow Reuben to tell Jacob the truth when they went back to the house. When they went back to the house, what did they do? They had Joseph's cloak of many colors, and it was covered yeah. in blood to yeah. make him think that Joseph was dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So this whole time, the father thinking that his son is dead, not knowing that that now, your your son is the head dude in charge in, in Egypt. Not yeah. knowing that your son is the one that's providing to make sure y'all can still eat, to make sure that y'all not starving, to make sure you're not without anything. Oh, Simone is at work. Um, To make sure that y'all not without anything. And at the end of the day. It is funny how the whole situation turned around. You gave up the brother because of the, the dream and the vision that the brother told you he had. In Jacob, no, I'm sorry, in Joseph's vision, he said to the brothers, I see you as pillars of wheat all standing around me but i'm standing up in the middle the brothers automatically thought oh you want to rule us Mm -hmm. so that's why they decided to throw him in the pit over jealousy over his over the vision they didn't realize though that it was a god-given vision Mm -hmm. not just something you know joseph was saying like oh i just want to be over y'all I'm just going to be this and I'm just going to be that. It was a God-given vision. And even though they threw him into the pit, the promise still had to be fulfilled.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Thrown in the pit or not, the promise was still fulfilled. Absolutely. At the end of the day. And that's what we have to look at. If anything, yeah, I want y'all to see what happened, what took place, but I need y'all to realize that though somebody else might be setting up the pit for you the God's promise still has to be fulfilled in your life regardless of what pit they trying to throw you in or what pit they might want you to fall in your promise still has to be fulfilled
2: mm-hmm. right absolutely and no
0: matter what stuff look like no matter how it feel like no matter what way it seems like it's going god is always still gay to his promise if he promised it he's gonna see it come to fruition amen the problem is we don't know how to wait we want to rush the process to get to the promise but you still gonna make it to your promise if you just wait i think that some people tend to forget that you can delay your own promise though with your decisions and the actions that you choose to make so if your decisions and your actions are wrong, you are now delaying your promise. You could have had a lot sooner. Absolutely. You. But the reason why you didn't get it when you were supposed to get it is because you were disobedient. You did some things out of turn. And it goes back to what we were just talking about. That covenant, woo. ooh, that covenant curse was deep. That thing hit like oh they hit like a, a like somebody smacked me in the side of my head like that thing was deep yes it you was covenant curse because of your disobedience because of your covenant obligations that's just like you got a call on your life you accepted the call but you're not doing the work you accepted yeah. the call you have now obligated yourself to covenant obligations when you don't do the work you are being disobedient to your call so yeah. imagine that how us as leaders the ones that are because i believe everybody is a leader in their own right mm-hmm. but ones that are imagine that covenant curse on your life because you disobedient to your call go ahead coach because i know you got i know it's
2: there.
0: <laughs> i can see your face listen you know when you said talked about that covenant curse that thing hit me because you know i uh, finally it's been 30 years since i received the call 30 years and i accepted it with god i said okay god if that's what you want me to do i'll do it i didn't know what it was because i was in the traditional baptist church they didn't even teach this stuff you know what i'm saying but i said if that's what you want me to do i asked for signs he showed me signs the signs came forth. Years later, I said, I'm not going to tell nobody. They got to tell me. Man walked up to me and said, you a preacher. I said, well, I've been called, but I haven't accepted. I mean, I accepted with God, but I didn't accept with man. And He right. said, oh, okay, well, you know, if you God tell you to do something, you don't do it as sin. Right. And walked away from me. I'm like, God, for real? And then fast forward to 2017, got divorced, went to to a theology school the first couple of weeks of school i knew that confirmed my call almost 30 years prior and i i said okay god i, I had to i've been wrestling with that since 2017 so finally as you know coco recently i accepted the call verbally to man because i accepted it to god but still i was hiding in the case right but i was hiding so i came out and accepted and so in doing the process we've been doing the inner healing and deliverance process and god is purging me i'm having dreams and visions of things and people of the past and all this stuff is coming up because it needs to be pulled out and uprooted but for the enemy is saying you're not worthy you don't need to do this and you maybe it's not time and how you know god called you and i i, I spoke to a very close relative and I said, I'm, I have to give them a number of people that's going to show up. And I was wondering if you wanted to be present. I said, I know how you can be about, you know, in person versus virtual with COVID. I said, so I need to know what you're going to do. They say, oh, have you heard from God? And I was like, I looked like, yeah, I heard from God. Like, why would I accept? Like, I've been running for 30 years. I told him, yeah, over 30 years ago, I accepted and when I tell you everybody and I've been real conscious, it, it's like the Holy Spirit has told me, be careful about who you talk to this about. But these are people that are in God, that are prophetic, that are pastors and things of that nature. And it's like they don't even believe in the word. And so I started shrinking back. And, you know, I texted our accountability group today. I, y'all listen, I need y'all to pray for me because I was thinking about like, hey, I'm not going to do this. But when you said it's a covenant i'm like whoa whoa, covenant curse, yeah. it's a covenant i made it a covenant when i said i gave god a real yes that covenant began so i can't shrink back now no ma'am <laughs> i can't shrink back now so when you said that i mean it just hit me up one side and down the other like okay you in covenant now right Press forward and so you know joseph was a person of covenant the, the whole the children of israel those guys chosen people and so it, it was just really um when you were talking about joseph david came to mind how you know he had all those brothers too and joseph had all those brothers but the very people who should have recognized the hand of god on them did not recognize it no because they wanted it to be them. Yep. They wanted it to be them. They didn't recognize it. And so they wanted to do something to harm that person. They wanted to harm him, his own brothers. But he loved Benjamin. Benjamin had nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. And he cried because he didn't just love Benjamin. He loved them all. Yep. And he wanted them. Like, so we have to be real careful about who we tell what God told us. Woo, ma'am. Ma'am, that's what that said to me. You know, he told his brothers who should have celebrated the dream and tried to get an understanding of the dream and where God had called them to. But instead, they wanted to crucify him like they crucified Jesus. He came to his own and they received him not. That Joseph came to his own and they received him not. David was out there taking care of the sheep, wasn't thinking about what they was doing, but they was not receiving him either. And they're not going to receive us. But we are in a covenant with God. And regardless to who receives us, how they accept us, we got to move. We got to move. Gotta because move. the curse of not fulfilling that covenant. My God, it's, it's just like, listen, we right. got to work. We got to work. Right. But think about how many times you have actually went in the word for those of us that have read the, read the Bible front and back. How many times you went in the Word and you never saw that part? Wait! Wait! Look at how many times you went in the Word. If if I wouldn't have had the little caption under the bottom of my page, I would. I never saw that. It never said it in any of the other Bibles I had. So
2: when Mm -hmm. you
0: go down and you read the caption, it'll say, covenant curse. Wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. What you mean? Hold on, wait. And then when you read it, so bold. Is due to the disobedience of your covenant obligation. Like what? Now that you have said yes to that, how could you not walk upright and orderly and do what you're supposed to do? okay How could you not? Like, it I, makes me you're concerned. Already, you're me. already just naturally afraid and of doing it. Okay. No. Hello, that makes me afraid for so many people who have accepted the calling, though. Right. Stand in the pulpit and who are doing all types of things. Like, I I prayed and I I have cried out before. I've cried so much during this process because I'm like, God, I don't want to be a problem to people. I want to be a stumbling block. If I can't be totally clean and totally purged and able to present your word and be received as you, not me, because i'm just the mouthpiece i don't want to do it right and so he's literally purging me bring i mean doing this in the hill my pastor started in the healing delivering which you attended that first session yes. and every sunday bible class up until the ordinate ordination is all in healing deliverance wow yesterday was about removing things in your home and objects wow. that may affect you like i forget what he talked about wednesday but like every session they're talking about things that we need to remove to prepare ourselves. So even when we're in covenant, we gotta we gotta remove some okay. things,
2: yep. Yep.
0: and we're gonna have to lose some people. Yep, yep, Yeah. And that's the problem. People' biggest problem is people. Because mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, this person did. First of all, the people that you are choosing to let go of, if you really stop and think about. Well, did you add value? Hello. Like I mean, if you really stop and think about it, did you bring any value to the table? Most of the time, it's a no. Most of the time when you think about it, you had more headaches with that individual than anything. Yeah. more You had more being drained than anything because you poured out, you poured into, you didn't get the same thing back. So that's that's a drainer. When you pouring oh. out, and pouring in, and you don't get the same in return, that's somebody that is draining and pulling from you. Absolutely, all the time, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. And if you stop and think about it, most of the time it's a no. But we don't want to deal with that. We 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 still want to we still want a pinch. Absolutely. Right? Is it a liability or an asset? That's right. Absolutely. And the question we, we, have to do, we have to figure that out though. Yeah and and really that's why you were talking about discernment early discernment is so key and so important because it will not only show you people it will show you things it will show you all types of things even as it relates to your work the yep. people that are around you even your own loved ones yep yep jesus knew who, who who judas was y'all yeah the whole time he knew who judas was when he said one of y'all he didn't, he, he knew who the one was he wanted them to recognize that he knew.
2: Yeah,
0: that's just All like when he said, Peter. Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? He knew Peter loved him. He needed Peter to know the sacrifice he was going to have to make to show that, that he, he loved he love him. Me. That he was going to have to feed people that he didn't want to. He didn't want to feed. Yeah, he was going to have to minister to people that were dirty, stinking in the bottom of the bucket. The people that oh, I can't do that. You dropping this cloth down to me telling me to eat this and eat that i can't eat that unclean thing don't call it unclean because i gave it to you to minister to i gave it to you and told you to do it so okay. how you call what i told you to take care of unclean and they don't even be the fact that the people are actually unclean they just dirty on the outside hello but the people don't you know, be unclean i told somebody today my pastor says this my my over my covering dr lenny and Pastor he say god loves us just the way we are but he loves us too much to leave us that way yeah. and and the reason why we see that already because when he sent his only begotten son to die for us filthy rags he knew that we knew sin he knew all the things that we were doing and what was going on in this world. Yet he sent his son to die for us. Yep. So he know who he's dealing with. It's not the people he have a problem with. It's the yep. sin. That's it. So he and he has prolonged the time because he don't he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So yes. that just goes to show the type of love that he has. It's the love that we are supposed to have even as a part of the covenant. The covenant right. brings responsibility to us, That's and it. the responsibility that it brings is that we see people the way that God sees see people. people, and yep. that we manage His people the way that He would manage them with love and kindness. That's it, because the Bible says, "With love and kindness, have,
1: have our
0: it. Yes, girl, you got. And, you know, you and, was, was over here going crazy and the <laughs> I was going into the chat i mean its it, but that's i i think that that's the other part of the issue the other part of the issue is okay you reading the bible like it's a book you're not taking it for what it's really worth you're mm-hmm. just picking it up and reading it like it's a novel yep it's instructions it tells you what to do how to do it And it gives you plain strategic Mm instructions, especially about where you are in your season. Absolutely. I don't care what season you in. I can guarantee you there's something in the Bible that can tell you about where you at. Absolutely. It's something that covers everything. There's nothing new under the heavens. Nothing. So uh, if we need an answer to, all we got to do is find it in the Word. And I I always tell people, Google it. So Google, (laughs) Google it. You know how, listen, I worked corrections for a long time. The inmates will say, look me up. Look it up. (laughs) Right. It's in the word. Get your concordance or whatever you need to get. Because at something, some point, we may not be able to get a hold of these scriptures. That's why we got to hide this word in our hearts. Right. Because right now in America, we can go to church and we can read our Bibles. It's other countries where they can't do that.
2: They can't. We don't
0: know if we're going to always be able to do that. Because if you're paying attention to what's going on, They're taking everything they
2: care from us. Right.
0: So get that word in you. Get it in you. Know it. So the Holy Spirit can bring it to remembrance when you need it. You go open up a bank account. Hello? Yeah. You open up your bank account and you never make no deposits. When it's time to withdraw, you have nothing. You have nothing to withdraw. Get that word in your heart. Get it in your heart. And I tell you, with my brain injury, I'm not supposed to be able to tell y'all none of this, right? But the Holy Spirit brings things to our remembrance. Right. Even when we don't remember it ourselves, because we've made that deposit, he'll bring it back to us. That's a part of the covenant covenant. It's a part of it. Because right. there are benefits to being in covenant. Yes. I, I tell you. Responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. But also there are benefits to being in covenant. There's a lot of benefits to being in covenant. Oh. Um, I, I think that people don't understand that without the covenant it's unsafe. Uh-huh. When you're outside of the covenant, it's unsafe. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, when you when you don't know salvation, you in an unsafe place. Absolutely y'all forgive all them them things y'all see up there without knowing that my button my Bible hit the button um, well, I, I apologize because i know you said you was gonna um talk about the covenant another time but oh it's, it's all right it's all right i yeah. said lord that hit me that hit me i was like Woo, that thing is something when you stop and think about it though i gotta go back and look at that again i'm like right, right. like i said if i went in this particular bible that I, i'm reading out of has the the um like concordance paragraphs under the, mm-hmm. the the word the chapter after you read it okay and that was under the chapter after i read it and that's um that's necessary right and then all my other bibles, like you say, i have read that story i have taught that story i have preached that story that part and never seen it right and i was like hold on let me go and I don't even know what made me look down in the little Concordia section. It's like, hold on, let me go back and see what this just said. And when I was re- coveted, what covenant curse? Oh God, uh-uh. That like that's that's not even something that you would normally hear of. Yeah, you hear of curses, and you hear of God, you know, doing what He do. But a covenant curse. He 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 made the famine happen because. Y'all want not do what y'all supposed to do. Mm-hmm. As a group of prophets is why mm-hmm. he made the famine happen. Mm-hmm. Now and, and, and back then the prophets was the go-to. Everybody wanted to call on the prophets. I mean, and when the prophets is out of order, oh something right. The person okay. is supposed to be hearing the hearers. Right. Come on. When the prophets is out of order, honey, you you in bad shape absolutely no something else i saw in that i was like she gone I, I jotted down a few things but we talked about them being selected by god even though they were not selected by man yeah so we have to remember that covenant is with god yes it is not with man so don't look to a man for approval for acceptance or any of that the enemy you is, is very cunning and oh, rejection dear. is one of the main weapons that he used he's the father of lies so he gonna tell us all types of things to get us not to do it but we have to do it right. i told i i had to uh minister to someone earlier and i told him i said listen what we go through is not even about us right it's not it's not and i don't know if it was you guys or who's site or class or what I was in, but somebody made the statement. I think it might have been Quint said that if you are not doing what God calls calls you to do, that you can cause somebody to go to hell. I yeah. thought I think it might have been her that said that. Yeah. Listen, all these type of things that we think we think about the scripture talks about we can you get to the gate and he said depart from me I knew you not. Yeah. You didn't feed me. Yep. You didn't clothe me. Whatever my need was, you didn't meet it. Right. Feed and my legs And how, feed how my many, sheep How many leaders have done it? So many. And we got we all focused. I this is another thing I told him. I said, and I'm saying we, I mean, some of us that are claiming. To be christian and to be really teaching the word we don't know who's who no, we don't no. the bible said let the the uh, wheat and the tares grow up together okay. and it would so yeah. we we really we can say what we think but only god really knows the heart of people but it's kind of sad because they have s- some people have started taking scripture and turning it it around to always mean money yeah and it's not always about money yes you have to sew your tithes. You have to sow your offerings. Sure enough. But everything is not about money. Some things are just about legacy. Like we're supposed to teach. Not just our. our we're supposed to teach our children. That inheritance sometimes can be the words. The Holy Spirit. We got to give them Jesus. Right. We got to teach them about Jesus. In the Bible. if I don't know if this was in the book of Ezra. Or where it was. I think it was in Ezra. They had all of them were family, but they were separated. And because some people stopped teaching, they couldn't confirm that these people were even part of the group. Because they didn't know God like these other people knew God. and They didn't know the history and the things of that nature. It's our responsibility. That's another part of the covenant. We are to go and we are to teach them to observe all things spiritual things natural things we can't just uh you know give people the word and they hungry right right we gotta we gotta help meet their needs there was never supposed to be a social service system there was never supposed to be welfare there was never supposed to be food stamps stimulus checks none of that That, that's the church's responsibility right But instead of us focusing on money and taking the money to take care of the needy, we want to take care of the greedy. We're taking care of the greedy. The other thing is Joseph went from the pit to the palace Mm -hmm. so that he can be the provision. Sometimes we go through what we go through so that we are in a position to provide and meet the needs for others. Oh, Fred, really? Hold on. That's that's something serious. it's, It's always, I mean, you always, I don't care where you go because it's just a part of of how things are, especially now. Um, I mean, with everything that you see, revelation is playing itself out. Yes, and You are gonna have those leaders that do not do what they're supposed to do because it's, it's it's in revelation. You know what I'm saying? People leading people astray. You know, the Bible talks against it, but you got leaders that are doing it. You got leaders that are teaching you their version mm-hmm. of the scripture and Mm -hmm. if because you don't know the word you don't know no different Mm -hmm. i mean and that's one of the biggest issues like coach said you gotta you gotta read the word for yourself so that you know it there are times where i can say the scripture but i may not be able to tell you like the chapter and the verse Mm -hmm. but i can say it because Mm -hmm. i know it. you know what i'm saying and you know that's something that i'm now um learning to familiarize myself with and i could go back and i can say well i think it was in psalms mm-hmm. and it was this song and then mm-hmm. if you go in the psalms you'll find what i said mm-hmm. but everything that i have said it was in the word i just couldn't give you that the chapter and the verse mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying okay. so, and, and you got oh, people yeah, we wouldn't talk that though we would not right. talk and so i'm there too and i'm still i'm going back i memorized the scriptures. some of them i remember my the verse and chapter and all and some i didn't i just know it but the fact that we know it we're still able to bring it up you know what i'm saying and if if push come to shove looking at bible looking at concordance looking at dictionary it's there right like we got listen part of our armor armor is the word that's it it's the word that's part of our armor So our armor is missing something if we don't have that word, because that's the main thing, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Yep. And that sword is what made David be able to conquer Goliath. He used those smooth stones, but he used his own sword to cut his head off. And we use that sword to cut off the head of the enemy. But also, but also when you think about the story of David and Goliath, you got to sit back and do a what if for a second. What if David will have never picked up them seven stones? Mm-hmm. What if he would have chosen to try to use armor that did not fit? That part. You see know what I'm saying? What do if start- no, that's, that's doing it man's way. way. That's right. why. We have to listen. We got to go back to God's original intent when he wrote his word, because man has skewed his word and changed his word and made all these doctrines and theology and covenants. That's not God's covenants. not God's original intent. So we really got to go back to that and pray and ask God to give us revelation of his original original intent of his word. Right. But see, that's that's the thing. People don't want to do that. Everybody still want this microwavable version of stuff. The word ain't microwavable, for one, <laughs> because you got to you gotta chew that thing up, spit it out, eat it, chew it again, spit it up. I mean, you got to do that because you got to ingest it a few Absolutely. times for it to really hit home, for it to sink in. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've actually read the, the word front and back. Me too. To, to be able to learn it the way I know it now. Mm-hmm. So I can't even really tell you how many times I read it, front and mm-hmm. foul, you know, back and foul, to tell you how many times it took me to get where I am now where I can say, oh, well, the word will say this. You know what I'm saying? It didn't, it didn't just come. The word yep. says, study, you show yourself approved. So I studied. Absolutely. You know what i And that's, that's what you have to do. You have to study it. It's just like if you giving yourself an exam all year long. giving yourself the exam not other people because i need to know what somebody that's behind this this little wood board or clipboard in front of me holding this mic is saying to me what you just say and where you say i can find it at hold on and i'm gonna go look for it that's how i was when i first got saved no i got to look up everything you say to me Mm -hmm. no ma'am no sir i i understand i get it i'm glad you gave me scripture because i'm about to go find it and that's what I would do. Like, I couldn't just take it. I just couldn't take you at your word. And I don't know if because I was a newbie and because when I came out of the world, I had trust issues with people. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how I came in and that was the reason why, you know. But I just couldn't do that. I want just for to take you at your word. So what we're going to do is thank you for giving a word, but I'm about to go read it now. Mm-hmm. And once I go read it, you know, I'm going to come back and I'm going to find you again and we finna have this conversation. And that's what i would do with my leaders i would go read it read the whole chapter i would read the chapter before that and the chapter after so i could have the whole the whole story and then i would go back to them and be like but hold on wait a minute this is what you said on sunday but this is what i find you know what i'm saying and when they when they would come back and be like this is what you found okay so that let me know you've been reading well, yeah yeah i'm gonna read that's what i, I mean in school in school, I was a nerd. I'm, I'm stay a nerd. You know what I mean? And that was my thing. I gotta read it. You can tell me, but I, I have to physically mm-hmm. sit down and read it. And, and, and i has been that person that didn't accept everything either, Coco. Right? That's, that's <laughs> like I just couldn't. It's like mm, they don't make sense to me. Let me go look. Even in school, I didn't believe everything goes. I'm like that. Like the history that they taught us. I'm like, where's the black part? <laughs> Like, I'm serious. Like, this can't be everything, it's people missing in this history. Yeah, there's a whole lot of people missing. When you go back and you talk to older people that have now since passed on, if you would have listened to them back in the day, they told you the name of books that you could go find and read, Mm -hmm. and that would give you the history that they took up out of the schools because they never wanted you to see it, right? You history. That people put down. I mean, it was just a, a TikTok that somebody just sent me out of nowhere the other day. There, where there was a, a a older black actor saying, "Go find this book," and in this book, they animated the book about the lynchings and stuff that they did to the slaves and all. I mean, and when I looked the book up, you you can get it off Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "See, this this is what happened. That that book was never in the, in the library." for us to be able to go find it to read it Mm -hmm. and pull it off the shelf to read because they knew what was going to happen if everybody would have read it. And it's the same thing now. If somebody knew your whole entire story and they read it, what would they think about what they read? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And That's that's the thing. People don't want to start jarring ideas and and putting stuff in people's head, but this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Some people, when they read something, it gives them ideas that they don't need to have mm-hmm. because they're they, they not got the ideas, but you don't put something in my head that I don't like it. I can't get over it.
2: Yeah. So now,
0: now my ideas is turning into an action and an action that I don't need to implement. Absolutely. You know, and it, it is all of this stuff. And, and that's the thing, right? Even though it's history and you, you can't say that history is your story. It's part of who you are mm-hmm. sometimes. And if you knew what really happened to your back in the day, family members, what happened to your grandma and your grandpa? Because I can remember plenty of days my grandma sitting down and and she would look at her hands and she would do this to her fingers because she would talk about how it hurt when she had to pick cotton. Mm. I yeah. mean, I mean, plenty of days and she would just look at her hands and sometimes look at her hands and just sit there and cry. And I, I remember one day I asked her, why, why are you crying like that? Because you're looking at your hand. And she finally told me the story one day. Yeah. And I just looked like, see, the Lord knew what he was doing. That's that's the reason why I wasn't born. That's why I am on born back then. He, made a, he, he did everything for a reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> the person that I um, spoke with today, I talked about our history. And what I said to them was this. When I talk about the fact that what we have gone through, me being raped and in domestic violence, and um, you know, just rejection, you name it, the different traumas that I've experienced in my life, it's not about me, it's about the people that God has called me to. Right. And so when we think about our ancestors, we have to think about that if they had aborted, because they knew God. right? They knew God, they worshiped God and they snuck in, i learned how to read so that they can read the word and taught it so they knew god and they fought they didn't have no map they didn't have no gps to to this uh underground railroad they heard god and followed god's command and because some of them died and hung on trees so that we can you know enjoy the things that we enjoy today this is naturally spiritually We may have to die. We we may not, we you know, we may have to lose some people, some things, and die. Even we have to die to self, period. Right. right. Our death, our spiritual death is what's gonna empower us to be able to help other people, right? So, yeah, it's gonna hurt. It's going it's it's like you talked about the, the waiting room, you've talked about birthing, giving birth, all of that. It's, it's spiritual, though. We got to look at it for what it is. Right. And all those attacks are because of who who God made us.
2: Right.
0: Satan knew who Jesus was before he was born. Yep. That's why he, Pharaoh was trying to kill, kill him. You know what I'm saying? That's why they had to move. Yep. We got to move and be moving and be in action because he's he going to try to kill us, too. He does. He does. Things start happening to us when we're in utero. Yep. Parents get rejected and parents depressed and all this stuff affects the baby. I'm a registered nurse. All this stuff affects the baby before it's even born. Right. So we have to remember that that covenant. is a great responsibility. But God made the covenant. Yeah. We accepted it. So now we can't break it. That's it. That's it. I mean, when you think about the covenant, the first thing that comes to my mind is marriage. Mm-hmm. And I I think I said it the other night. Yeah, I think I said it the other night to somebody. I was talking to somebody and I said, your first husband was the Lord.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That was your first marriage. You know what I'm saying? Um, because before you met your husband, you met him first. Mm-hmm. That's good. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so your first marriage was to the Lord. Then your second marriage was the one you got on paper with the person that who last name you just took.
2: Mm. Ne-
0: neither one of those are supposed to be broken. But right. every, every day you see that both covenants get broke. over. That's the reason why divorce and all that stuff is so prevalent now. Adultery, adultery is like, a, like people changing their underwear
2: because
0: mm-hmm. they don't care. They don't look at it as that anymore. Uh, I mean, you got people who talk about, oh, yeah, we got married. I love her, but we have an open marriage. Then why did you get married? Tell me about it. Why did you get married? Y'all should have just remained the way you was and did what you did. There shouldn't have been no marriage. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? And and it's the same thing. It's the same thing when it comes down to the Lord. If you telling me, if, I, if you just told me that you said yes to me, I expect a yes from you. And it made me think about the Shekinah Glory song, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. There, there's more that I require of you. Mm-hmm. Will you still say yes when I ask for the requirement? Yeah. When I tell you what I really need you to do, will you still say yes? After I tell you what I really need you to go do? You know, and you think about it. If you if you go back and you look at, um, what, Abraham? When he was taking his son up on the mm-hmm. mountain, the Lord told I need you to go take him mm-hmm. to the sacrifice. He still said yes. He lied, yeah, he, he, him, you know, he lied to him about why he was taking him up on the mountain, but he still said yes. Where is the sacrifice God Where will provide? Right. And then next thing you know, you hear this ram that's caught up in a bush. Ram in the bush, that's right. And he's always got one. Right. And he always provides a way of escape. But you know, it's like I wrote this whole thing p- Facebook post today. I said I was gonna put it in our accountability group. I wrote this whole post and I said, hmm, I'm not gonna post this. I'm gonna use this for a, for a blog, one of my blogs. And um yeah, we just we have to really, really think about that though. You know, those covenants are so serious. Yeah, curse with a curse why be cursed when you can just do it right you know what I one of the things i said earlier is it's just going to be hard either way because regardless of what the enemy knew who david was the enemy knew who joseph was that's why they those people didn't even think a second time about neither one of them the enemy knows who we are he knew who we were beforehand when he went to god right. for, for um Job. he said he going to and fro in the earth seeking whom he can devour God said have you considered my servant Job And he immediately yeah. started telling him You got a hedge around him and blah 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 Like I know him but I ain't bothering him Because I know what you got going on with him Right He know us too And have we ever thought about maybe he said Have you considered my servant Felicia Right have you considered my servant Coco yeah. Maybe God yeah. on yeah. we on We gonna let him down If we don't do what we supposed to do That's it and i i know that he said that's that's the funny part you know i know that he said it because honey some some of the stuff that i have dealt with baby who 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 in in in, in any natural other state could have came through what no i mean i i have multiple people people that know or that have been there for some of it i couldn't have done it Mm -hmm. i don't know how you did it just watching me recover Listen, that's what my friend BB told me. She say, "Sis, she said people wouldn't believe you if you told them this stuff happened." Right. She, I'll be honest. If I didn't know that you went through this, I wouldn't believe you either. That's it. Just watching me recover. Like, how in the world? I mean, I, I my aunt my aunt uh, talked to me the other day, and she said I can remember when you first came home and you came home with um. Having to walk around, toting the IV, uh, IV thing in your backpack, and nobody knew that that's what it was, and and you were hooked up to six different IV bags at one time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You 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 was on death's door. We knew you was on death's door. Yes. And, and I had nurses in my house all day. You know, they taught my husband how to how to change my stuff out, and change my bags, and do and all of this stuff. You know, and they was like, but to see you now. Like, you know, like where? Like yeah, how? Look. Why? At you. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you see somebody come through something, even when I had um when I had my strokes, how are you talking and walking with no 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 issues and, and you don't have no outward issues. Yeah, I was like, I don't have outward issues, but it left stuff on the inside wrong. It. Mm-hmm. it ain't about what you see, it ain't about what you see. It's the stuff that you can't see absolutely and that's what happened with me with my accident and my head injury i was hospitalized for about five days and was on 24-hour care for almost a month i had all every therapist you had this out there i had them all (laughs) (laughs) and the doctor kept telling me you like i'm not supposed to be able to do sentences and remember words and none of that but i could i had to cast down that stuff and say hey I believe god's report this is I see me the way god sees me and i had to put in the work y'all don't get this me it. this work the enemy fixed it where my insurance refused to pay for my therapist they all came to me they say, i'm sorry but this is going to be our last visit i didn't have no warning i said well can you just give me tell me what things i need to do right they gave me some list of things you can do this and you can do this and they and, and gave me websites I did my own therapy with the help of the Holy Spirit. Right. And now I'm able to have whole conversations. And don't get me wrong. So every now and then I have some issues. But that's where Holy Spirit kicks in. That's it. That's where Holy that's Spirit it. kicks in. Because I it. shouldn't be able to do no podcasts. I shouldn't be able to do no no book clubs. I shouldn't be able to like I said, I feel like I had a stroke because I would know the word. but I right. And I could see the word but I couldn't but say, say it. Mm-hmm. And they would say, well, you didn't have a stroke, but the same part of your brain was injured in the accident for people who were have, a person it, that would have it. But that's why you have those things, but you should recover better than a person that may have had a stroke because it was from an injury. And then the doctor turned around and said, no, your brain was injured pretty bad. Listen, when they sent me from the hospital, I wasn't even supposed to follow up for my brain. The doctor saw my paperwork and said, I don't know why they didn't refer you, but we need to see you in the clinic right away. And told me I could not take another bump on my head. Honey, I bump my head all the time because after I could I was not steady on my feet. I fell all the time. I would lose my equilibrium and all types of things. And I walk now. I'm good. I'm, and I'm content with it. I'm not who I used to be. Right. naturally, But guess right. what? I'm also not who I used to be spiritually Damn Damn because, and this is what I told the person earlier. So there are people that God healed miraculously. Yeah. They ask father, I don't want to drink no more. He takes the taste out of their mouth instantaneously. I don't want to smoke no more. I don't want to prostitute. I don't whatever it is. He just takes it away instantly. But then there are people like us where right. he said, are no, you going to have to go through the process? And the only reason why we have to go through the process is if we don't go, walk it out, we don't know how to t- take nobody else out. Right. We don't and know the steps. And we, it's for other people to see. Yeah. Yeah. Other people can see it. And then we can walk somebody through it because we went through it. Oh, I stopped drinking. How you stop drinking? I don't know. The Lord just took the taste out of my mouth. I stopped drinking. I threw up. I did this. I had to drink this. I had to get go lightly I like, you know, I had to clean my system out. I had to get uh, electrolytes. Like you can tell them what you did to get through it. I got in my word. I prayed. I cried out to God. You know, I read my word. I trusted God. Faith without works is dead. I Ooh. did some stuff. Come on. I had to do some stuff to get here. It, it's not going to if i had not if i had just kept believing them or even if i said okay i'm not gonna believe them i'm gonna wait on god to heal me i'll still be sitting like the man by the pool come on now waiting for the pool to get stirred for somebody else to put me in no some stuff you got to do yourself right you got you to mean, the whole time he was waiting by the pool and we're asking the wrong people yep and and, and we do that often we instead of instead of just going straight to the source you yeah. have all you have a thousand people that you know can't give you the answer, and then when you finally decide to go to the source it'd be something simple but you don't went and put yourself in a thousand hurdles for what mm-hmm. all because you was afraid of what the source was going to tell you to do absolutely and, and the bird says clearly that he will lead and guide us into all truths you don't think that means everything said oh oh that means anything we need he will lead and guide us right we just got to hear and obey it is man look it is so much so so much that you can talk about concerning that i mean even now you know i'm thankful from what he has healed me from and i know that my healing is still ongoing Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and when you tell people that they be like what you mean it's still ongoing I know I'm not, I'm not all the way healed just yet but I'm believing it and I'm walking in it you know what I mean but there's some stuff that, that even the doctors are dumbfounded by but they like I didn't give you that stitch you see a stitch on the inside of me in the x-ray that you know you didn't stitch up mm-hmm. and you wonder where the stitch came from mm-hmm Okay, you ain't got to wonder. I know who did it. I, I felt it the day that he did the surgery while well, I'm laying on the floor at the church. I could feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you explain that, when you try to explain that type of stuff to people that don't understand, like what you mean? He performed the surgery. I was down on the floor, rolling around in, in anguish for like 35 minutes. So, yes, I know. I know what he was doing. And it's it's something when you just don't know like what he keeps you from. What would have happened if I would have went and allowed man to try to do the surgery that he did? Would I have made it out? Would I be all right if man was trying to perform a a supernatural surgery on me? (laughs) Don't you know, I mean it is you know, you gotta sit back and you gotta look at stuff with the way he do it. Sometimes you just left dumbfounded because you just don't know what to say. Yeah. All you can yeah. just say is thank you, but you don't know, you don't have nothing else to say. I mean, you looking at looking at you, you would not know you dealt with what you dealt with. People mm-hmm. tell me all the time, looking at you, unless I hadn't been around, I would not know that you dealt with what you dealt with. Mm-hmm because yep. I, I'm glad he didn't leave me I don't look like what
2: I've
0: been through no I'm that's the thing that's the truth I don't, I so be busted. don't. look. So, I'll be busted come on you know as it, so one another area that I got injured was my spine so right now I'm sitting on my bed because I'm having issues with sitting right now okay but um so I had issues with my spine but when I so I have a handy cl- cap placard uh-huh. when I get out my car and people look at me funny right why because mm-hmm. I don't look like I should be in a handicapped spot and I'll be honest as long as I'm well and I can walk far distances I don't park in them right. but when I can't I have problems and my hip up me. And my back ain't doing right I'm parking yeah. as close as I can get and if that's a handicap I'm going to park in handicap right but see, all handicaps or disabilities or injuries are not seen. No, no. And so people looking at at you and they thinking like you ain't been through nothing. Oh, you just making that up. No. But God is, listen, all-power. He does things not by power nor by might, but by His Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm just grateful. I listen. I. I think most of my crying the last few days was just because I made 59. (laughs) Look, honey, I cried my eyeballs out when I had my birthday last year. I cried, I cried, I cried. And people keep saying, Well, how was your birthday? How was this? I said, Listen, when I woke up, my my birthday was a blessed day. I said, Everything else was a bonus. Right. And everything after that, it's a bonus right because be mm-hmm. that's the only thing i really celebrate now is birthdays yeah everything else i don't really celebrate because i do stuff all year so mm-hmm. i don't really the other stuff don't phase me right i celebrate birthdays and i celebrate my anniversary Mhm. I, I those are two things that i work on i i save up to celebrate them real nice like but the rest of it only christmas i don't necessarily, i don't care about all the rest of that stuff I just don't care. But my birthday, his birthday, and my oh. anniversary, that's it. Cause I just be like, God, I'm thankful that I can see it. I got, a, I got another year added on. I got another number. Listen. You know, and that's that's it. I'm just glad to still be in the number. <laughs> hello, hello. hello. <laughs> that's it you do listen, people like I've always been, I've never been ungrateful. Mm-hmm. But it's like every time something happens and I overcome it, and God allows me to still be here, yeah. It my gratefulness is heightened every time. When I go in the church, I told God after COVID, I said, "When the church opened back up, when I go into the church, I'm gonna I go crazy." Look, I told I told one of my sisters, I told one of my sisters, says, "Look, let me tell you something. Watch night. I know I'm supposed to sit down, but I'm gonna try." To stay seated, cause I was, you know, I had just came out of a procedure right before watch night, and I was like, I'm gonna try to stay seated, but y'all already know I'm gonna tear this flow up. If I get the opportunity to get up, it's all she wrote. Oh, and yeah. if y'all see me moving, you better not say that. And one of my sisters was like, No, see, if I if I already know what happened before you get ready to take off, I'm gonna take off, and I got it for you. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just stand on you, and I'm gonna hold your shoulder, and I got it, honey. When I tell you, I went for broke no baby like i tell people all the time ain't no rock gonna cry out for this one here uh-uh. ain't no rock crying out for me when i can tell of his goodness on my own hallelujah, hallelujah. not happening because you got so many people now that ain't even here no more you know what they call the matriarchs all the matriarchs are being taken away so when they take them away what you got left we got to step up not the people don't even realize The next generation is already being created. So you are now becoming a matriarch yourself. What can the next generation say that they got from you? Come on now. What can the next generation say that they getting from you? What can they say that they see? You know what I'm saying? And and that's the biggest thing that my biggest takeaway is when you see me, I want you to see him. I don't want you to see Coco. That's not what I want you to see. I want you to see him. I want you to see his work, not mine. Because the only reason why I was able to do it was because of him. Mm -hmm. That's what I want you to see. And and people don't understand how hard that is sometimes. Because you have to put so much stuff to the side. You have to let go of what you feel like. You have to Mm -hmm. let go of what you're dealing with. You got to let go of the crap that you done dealt with from people that you wanted to say all manners of stuff to. But you Mm -hmm. couldn't. You know, and all of that has to be brushed to the side and you still got to do what you got to do. Like I was telling my, I was telling my, my spiritual leader, I was like, Ooh, he gave y'all a level of grace that I ain't got yet." Okay. There's a level of grace that y'all, y'all function in. I'm not there yet. Because, you know, when they asked me, I said, the reason why I'm not there yet is because I feel like this. I feel like I'm not a five-year-old child that you constantly got to tell me to fix something a thousand times over. We all grown. You done told me once. After you told me one time, I should have went implemented what you said. I should not still be divvying div- and dabbling in the same sin mm. that you done told me about more than once. And I'm not there yet. You know what I'm saying? That, that I was being honest. I ain't there yet. Because I feel like as a grown-up, if I tell you that your sin is so prevalent that you can lose your life from it and you don't go fix it, now you looking to die.
2: Mm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, when did you see? When did you see Jesus tell somebody more than once what they had to do? You didn't. He said it, and that was it. There was never, "I'm gonna say it to you, and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna give it to you a different way for you to understand it." No, I said it the first time. I meant what I said, and that's it. You either mm-hmm. clean it up, fix it, or okay. Now that you know what to do, you are now held accountable. Mm-hmm. When you know, when you that's didn't know, right? When you didn't know, there was no accountability because you didn't know. But now that you know, you are now held accountable. With you being held accountable, what are you doing with it? Absolutely. And that's just like that's the reason why I said I love the accountability group. You know now what you have to do. Because you said it with your own mouth. Yep. Well, now the next time that somebody asks you what you're doing, but you ain't implementing nothing of what you said, you are now accountable for why you stagnant. Mm-hmm. You accountable for why you ain't moving. Because you said it out your own mouth that you knew what you were supposed to be. doing. You know, I do life insurance. And um, I have some people who I've had session with. And they say, oh, I need to get life insurance for my family and I need to do this, that and the other. And because I want to make sure if something happens, they protect it and they able to bury me and they able to do this and that and the other. And like they were so excited and on fire. And then something happened and they kind of, well, I'm going to talk to you another time. I'm going to talk to you another time. And so the other day I sent out a message. I said. The last time we spoke, you said.'" That you want to do this that and the other because of this that, and the other. like that's what you said you want to do right i'm here to assist you to do that and that's what the accountability group you said i'm gonna write a book i'm gonna do a conference i'm gonna do a retreat right i'm gonna you know learn how to address people better or whatever it was you said you was gonna do Right. now with these these checks and i really like the group the um the the, uh group the text group right because outside of us meeting in person daily we're being accountable now right and it's the moment where we have an issue i said oh i ain't gonna put this in the issue in this group go 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 get me (laughs) but i'm like i need her to get me so i need to put it in the group and i put it in the group and you fight you came right back and say yes (laughs) ma'am and that's what but see we everybody is not where we are who are willing to accept that right. um it's done in love but some people see it as harsh but no no it's right. not harsh we love right. you we love you and we're doing it out of love and we we see what god sees in you right. and because we see it you ain't coming up in and nothing we got and go to right. sit right Mm-mm. i'm, the so, days I'm of going to church, so proud Come on, the days of you coming in, sitting down as a minister or whatever God has called you to do and just sit there and listen to everybody else go forth and you don't go forth. Not going to happen. Not in this right. group. Right. Not going to. What did God tell you? What you going to do about it? What plan you got? How right. you going to facilitate it? What are your strategies? Yes, we go. And we go. And OK, how is this going? Right. Like the other day I was sitting here doing nothing. So I start sending y'all questions. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Right. Like, answer this for me. Take this test. Do this. Do that. Because we are trying to be better at, like, to me, it's always room for improvement. It is. And you know how they say higher levels, higher levels. Okay, yeah. But at the end of the day, we got to c- constantly educate ourselves and right. and be the Bible said always be ready to give an answer, right? If be we're not ready. studying, if we're not doing the things that we're supposed, we're not gonna be ready to give an answer. That's it. So you know, you, I'm you be, be I'm sorry for shifting your show because I know you that oh, okay, but it, but it, you gotta do it It's be ye ready if you be ye ready, you you already ready. that's, that's the point I'm you, you know you I was ready, ready, ready. like. Oh, that accountability. Oh, what did she say? What? <laughs> and I was Ooh. like, oh, that just hit me. Right. Coach, and I'm I mean, on. <laughs> It does though, but it, it'll do that to you. It's just like just like when you was talking about the group. I am so proud of Latonya today. Hello. I'm so proud of her. You know how you bought it and man, what she what she thought she was gonna deal with, it won't even affect her. want me to tell her because I literally typed that, I typed the whole message to her and when I my computer was acting up I thought it was my computer remember I told you I ended up going messenger on my phone which I don't do to try to send it and my phone was acting up I say come on now I typed the whole thing and hit send but it never went and so when she told us what happened I said "Mm, that's what I saw see but you are the provision Yes. You are the solution. And we, like, when we start, like, let me say this. A lot of time, and I believe this for Joseph, and even for David, they knew. Yeah. That's why they got upset, because they found out he knew. They got upset because Joseph said, I had this dream, and I had this, and I was doing this, and all you guys were around me, and you were bowing to me, and blah, 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 and it's like, Oh, now he think he's somebody. Right. People see, people see, and they know. Some of them even know who God has called us to be, and we're walking around with like a chicken with our heads cut, cut off, not knowing. And then when we realize that that we are called and that we are what we thought we was, that we thought we was going crazy. Like this can't be, and this no, not me, me, no. When we say, okay, okay, if you say it's me, I accept it, I'm gonna do it. Then all the ugliness comes out and they throw us in pits and things of that nature to start, startle us, to um, you know, keep us from doing what God has called us to do. The word wouldn't come to me just then, but it's okay to keep us from doing what God has. See, God has taught me how to shift with the brain injury. You see what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, if we go through our process like joseph did we might end up in the pit right but at some point we're going to be in the palace and we're going to be the provision because god has created us to be a solution to someone's problem right and he has gifted us and anointed and appointed and called us all not one person has a call we all have them we are all ministers of something right we just gotta figure out what that is, and the only person that really can tell us all things is God. We gotta go to God. Ask God. Ask God, what is it that you put in me? What do I need to do to cultivate that? Like I all had dreams and visions as a little bitty girl. I thought it was nightmares. I was seeing things before it happened and all time. I didn't understand it. So was I?
2: Yep.
0: And I was like, I'm crazy. And I would tell my mama, I'm crazy and it got so bad I started telling it I'm like I'm gonna start telling people my dreams and, and when I tell people my dreams they work they start telling me don't did you don't dream about me because I would mm-hmm. dream things and I would say it, and it would happen right and they was like oh you told such and such don't dream about me don't dream about me it ain't me I'm not my mother-in-law God rest her soul I had a dream that one of her cousins was dead now I'm like Lord, okay, I don't know if this is a dream that, that really means this, or if this is a dream with some symbolism. I'm not really sure, but mm-hmm. let me call and check on her check on her. So I called and checked on her. And she said, Oh, she's doing good. I talked to her and blah 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 blah. And within not many days, I don't know if it was a month or what, she died. And when she died, my mother-in-law called me screaming at me, What are you doing? You over there doing witchcraft. I said what are you talking about i'm offended right. i can't serve god i don't serve satan i said she said my co- you asked me about my cousin and she died you asked me how she was okay i'm sorry maybe you know i had to i wasn't you know in the place where i understood some things you don't tell you know what i'm saying right. i was saved i had a whole vision of my husband coming home from work from one way and he normally come from another way right and the holy spirit was training me himself because no church i was in was training me and i went to the door i it's like go to the door and look out so i go out and i look to the left where he normally come from he wasn't coming from that way i looked to the right, and just what i saw that's where he was coming from so when he pulled up, I'm like, I'm confused. You always come from this way. Why did not you come from that way? And he said, oh, I had to stop at the bank. So I went to the bank down here. to so the one downtown, because the line was long, blah, 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 blah. And it's right around here from the house, which it was. So I went that way. The Holy Spirit showed me him coming from that way. But I'm like, he can't be coming from that way. He never comes from that way. So he had to train me and he had to teach me. Like when I say with covenant comes responsibility it comes training and it comes rewards and benefits so when it says he will teach us and lead and guide us he means just that in nursing school y'all he taught me concepts i was sitting at tables with doctors teaching them stuff i didn't even understand myself the holy spirit taught me and they looked up at me i was like how did you co-? i mean they was taking notes How did you come up with this? I said, I don't know. It just popped in my head because I didn't know that was the Holy Spirit. So I'm saying that to say we all have in us something that God has gifted us with. And we don't know what it is. We don't know how to use it, but we need to seek God for it and let him cultivate it in us. And not only cultivate it in us, but even put position ourselves. When I went to school, I went to school because I wanted to be a better teacher because I taught Sunday school from a youth. I wanted to be better. I wanted to be better at everything that God was calling me to do. The things that I did know. I didn't realize he was going to expose the real, some other stuff. But he did even that and pulled that out of me. But we got to position ourselves for this covenant so that we can fulfill it 100%. Nothing lacking nothing lacking we don't have to function uh we don't have to function like uh with deficits right because he will give us everything he's already given us everything we need yeah he's the ultimate provider yeah he's already given it to us we just have to tap into it stir up the gift Yep. he says, stir it up that's the word so it's already in us. We just got to stir it up. Right. I'm but done. We should be stirring it up daily though. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the problem. We 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 don't do that. And I, I, I people that be having conversations with me were like, Are you do you wake up in the fifth heavens today? Like, what is happening? Like you, you've been the last, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the last couple of mornings. They were like, You just been waking up, just going straight in. I was like, because that's that's where he got me at. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, yes, I, I asked him that thing too, right? And I asked him to take me back to the place that I was at when I first got saved. Mm. I asked him to give me that that zeal and the fire I had when I first got saved. I said, and, that, and that's what I asked him to do and That's what he's been doing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, so at the end of the day, you know, when I when I first got saved, I, honey, I was I was ready to go like all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and,
1: and oh, girl, listen.
0: Right, i ready all the time, care. right? You know, and I was like, I asked him for that back because I just I just wanted to be ready all the time. I was like, you know, and I've been back into not that I ever stopped studying, but I've I've been back into restudy mode. And so I've been like studying a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 sit back and listening to um like certain certain videos and, and really really re-walking myself back through the word. And um I, I have to say that this time around, you know, the studying is different. And, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with that I like that, you know. And each time you read the word, especially if like I said, for the ones that have read it all the way through, each time you read it and you go back to it when you're in a new season in a new place, you see something different. Different revelation, absolutely right. it's a different revelation to you when you come back through it this time. It's not the same as what you dealt with before because you're in a different place. If you realize that every time you read it, you get the same thing out of it, then you need to check yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to check yourself because you're supposed to be growing. It ain't you are not supposed to remain um in the same place. That's like you're not gonna be in 12th grade all your life, right? You pass the grade and you gotta go to the next level of education if that's what you want. You know what I mean? So the question you have to like, I tell people all the time: check your status with the Lord yes you know and i check my status with him daily because i have to know
2: Absolutely.
0: you know I, I have to know all right lord what 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 you need me to do today you know what well, what is it that you want from me today is, is today you just gonna have me in prayer mode is that what we're doing okay that's fine and yes, i'll so say eddie murphy and coming to america right right <laughs> <laughs> like it's another day right <laughs> What you want me to do like you know saying? and people don't i guess you know some some people just don't get the understanding of that but when you get there you will you know and and we were having a conversation the other day when we was talking about how you got to meet people where they are mm-hmm. everybody not on the same level so you have to meet people right where they are and that's where that grace comes in right where you know that that grace come in and you know we would like for Everyone to stop whatever they're doing. I mean, but the reality is, the Bible does say we die daily, and some some things you do have to really walk out the process. That's dying daily. Right. When you were talking earlier, I was getting ready to quote this scripture, and then I heard you say that you know uh, we quote scripture, but we don't always. So I wanted to look this one up real quick. Okay. Uh, it, we were talking about our gifts and we were, we're talking about um, how like you may start out not knowing because mm-hmm. we're still talking about covenant. Right. And the responsibilities that we have, we are responsible to study and show ourselves approved because we are in covenant. Mm-hmm. But the Bible also says this in Hebrew five and 14. it say, but strong meat belonging to them that are a full of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercise to discern both good and evil we have to exercise our gifts You said hebrews, 5 14. yep hebrews 5 and 14. so if we say like you want to strengthen like you see all this flap if mm-hmm. i don't ever exercise it i'll let me see which way i gotta go okay if right. i don't exercise just go all the way ain't gonna go nowhere right honey but if i start doing crunches and doing Sit ups and push ups and all those things, lifting weights for my arms and toning up. up. That's a reason of exercise is going to be strengthened. It's going to be stronger. Right. It's going to be meat for the master's use. The more that we use what he's called us to, in covenant with him, with the stronger we will get, and it will it will become second nature. You know, they talk about it takes 21 days to perform a habit. I can hear what they say, but, you know, at the end of the day, daily, daily, we got to do something. I Like I told the person today, if you can't do, you don't have to, like, I can, I can pray for hours. I get lost in prayer. But if you can't do but 10 minutes, you can't do but five. I can't remember, and I quoted this to them earlier, that you eat an elephant one bite at a time some people are on milk yep, and we have to know who they are and handle them as such and those right. who are on meat, we got to know who they are that's again where the discernment comes in but right. by reason of youth our, our ex, and exercising and, and our gifts they become better right and our discernment co- becomes better the more we use it the better it gets right. so for I, I, whatever our gifts is that god has called us to that he has covenant with us on and that we have accepted or are trying to decide if we want to accept them go ahead and accept it because that's who he created you to be right don't worry about what man got to say about it man you know this saying you we used to say it as kids but it didn't have the impact it has on me now so i know you might think i'm crazy but they truly don't have a heaven and hell to put you in right And though they can say, they can talk, they're going to talk anyways. Yep. Understand, if they're talking about you, they're going to talk anyways. They're going to talk until you leave here and talk even when you go. And my grandmother used to say, they talked about Jesus. They really did. He came to his own and they didn't receive him. Don't expect to be received. Don't expect to be accepted. God will surround you with people who will. That's how I got Coco. That's how I got Quint. That's how I got BB." That's how I got Latanya, because people now BB I've known since I was a kid, but everybody else I know, I've learned. I just met these people in the last year, but you can't tell, right? You can't tell, because God connected us, and He didn't just not connected us. It's just a season for us to meet, right? You don't really know how long this season is gonna last. I'm praying it's a life size. Uh, right, have some wonderful sisters, right. But sometimes God positions us even for a, a short season, right? Because you just catapult each other and push each other into our destiny. That part. We, we can't get stuck on and hold on to people. That's just like a pastor saying, Oh, they they done stole my people. No, these are all we're all God's yeah, people. I we can't say it when they do that. listen, whatever your gift is, you it, it may not be able to be used where you're at, right. you may Find a place You may have to create your own Space right? Your own podcast your own whatever But don't let nobody stop you From doing what God said That he called you to do Because at the end of the day when we get to the gate He really is going to judge us And he really is going to tell us What he saw and what we did Or did not do and how we broke Our covenant And the people that we may have hindered Because we broke our covenant Remember, right, somebody, so we listen, we are standing on the back on the backs of generals and somebody right. else standing on my on our backs. When I tell you another thing that has really gotten me in these last few days is that we just really don't know who's watching us. Whether it's on social media, whether it's on in work, whether it's in the grocery store, these people see us. I have over 3000 friends on Facebook. I don't even really know how we met most of us. I'm just going to be honest. But every now and then I get a message like you just don't know how. You. I cried so the other day because somebody t- sent me a message and said you just don't know how your love and support has helped me. And I'm like, I ain't do nothing. I was just being the normal me. Right, but some some of the time well- and my cousin, such a, one of my cousins was like, I love my cousin. She's always this, that, and the other. And I'm like, we only see each other at reunions. We've never spent time other than reunions together. You know, we go on our family zooms uh two days a week since the COVID, uh, which that's gonna be ongoing, I guess, for a lifetime now. But like, we don't have no, we're cousins, we're first cousins. Right. We grew up in Michigan. They grew up in Alabama. So I, I I see them at reunions. And when she said I encouraged her, so listen, you may be encouraging somebody that you don't even know you encouraging. You right. may be helping somebody you don't know you helping. You may be uplifting somebody and bringing somebody that somebody may be re- able to be ready to commit suicide, and you just talk them out of it and don't even know it. But right. if you don't do what God has called you to do, you can't help nobody. Yep. And see, I tell people all the time that sometimes you never know exactly what you mean to somebody else. Yeah, and and um, you know you have to keep yourself in in proper standing and in rightful position to continue being who and what you are. Absolutely, uh, because regardless of what you think, somebody always watching. Somebody is always looking. And and again, like I said earlier, you have to ask yourself and you have to wonder to yourself that when they look at you, what do they see? Yes. When they look at you, what do they see? And like I said, my my main thing of it is, is I don't want you to see me. On the outside, yeah, you can see Coco, but that ain't what I want you to see. I, I want you to see his work, his deed, what he say do. And at the end, that's that's what I want you to get because I want you to take that and I want you to be able to get that to somebody else. Yeah. If anything, anything, that's what I want you to pay for it. I want you to pay God for it.
2: Yes. Come
0: on. That's that's my biggest thing. I want you to pay him for it. Every time you meet somebody with a smile on your face say, God bless you, how you doing, and mean it. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you never know what you just asking somebody who you don't know how they doing would mean sometimes because some people feel like they're alone some people feel like people don't care no more you you never know what's going on i had a lady that came by me in the store the other day and she said hello and i said hello to her i said hello how you doing and because i asked her how she was doing she stopped and found me down the aisle and was, can i just shake your hand and i said yeah sure she said i just want to say thank you for you asking me how i was on and I, that was that's all. Hey, how you doing? She spoke and I spoke back. But when somebody speak to me, I will hello, how are you? I've always been like that. And and I never did I I not that it didn't catch my attention, but I just say hello, how are you and she smiled as she walked away. But she turned around and came back in the store to find me to shake my hand mm-hmm. just cuz I asked her how she was doing. So you never know what you might be for somebody else one day. know what i'm saying you never know how he might use you that day Mm -hmm. there's a there's a there's a little um there's a guy and and bless his heart he's the greeter when you walk inside the walmart here but every time he see me he'll say hello and then he'll go like this every time he see me that's what he do and i think it's just the cutest little thing because he's really up in age i think he just turned 90. wow he's the greeter at walmart and every time i go in i'll be looking for him now because I'd be like, okay, is he here? You know, when I don't see him, I'd be, you know, I'd be like, well, Lord, you know, I hope he all right. But I got to think about, you know, everybody get a day off. You know, yeah. that, you know, Lord, I hope he all right. Because I know he up in age. But when he, whenever you come in, and he don't do it with everybody. But when he see me, he be like, hey. And he'll wave it And I keep going, hey, how you doing? And I'll wave back at him. And he do it when I come in. And he do it as I'm leaving out the store. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the, one of the, the the coolest things for me when I go inside the store I be wanting to see him and you know you it be like that with people you got people that when they see you they be waiting to see you because you have been whatever you are to them mm-hmm. and you have to like you have to remain like coaches coach to me you know what I'm saying but at the end of the day when I first met her she was she was who she was but now I know her as coach Mm-hmm. And coach is always coach. She, she mm-hmm. always, always coaches somebody so that she coach, Right. <laughs> so the title, the title fits, right? And so that's when you get to know people as individuals, you see what you need to see. Like I used to tell people all the time, you can't tell me what you feel like I need to know about somebody else. Because I have to see it for myself. Because your version of them is your version of them. mm-hmm right but i may not pick up what you say you got my reaction to them and my perception may be totally different so just because you don't like somebody don't mean i'm not gonna like that hello i'm there you know what i'm saying that's that's no just because you, you gotta, my post? i just wrote a whole post about that See you know i didn't see it but I, I was I at or yesterday read. or the day before yesterday about that yes yeah like i'm i'm just because you don't like them don't mean i gotta do be the same way whatever you don't like about them that's your issue mm-hmm. that's your issue your, that my, my, your issue ain't my issue you know what i'm saying and a lot of times when we get like that uh i can remember growing up you know people used to do that about certain people and they'd be like oh well you don't want to get to know them they da 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 and i'm like that's the problem what you just said get to know mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's my job to get to know them I've liked that my whole life. When my we were growing up, it was six of us, and I was the oldest. And there were people that didn't like some of my siblings. I said, "I don't care if they don't like my siblings; they don't have to." Right. I don't have a problem with them because they don't like them. Long as I used to say, "Let's not be tough." Long as they don't put their hands on them, we cool. Yeah, that's what I would do the same thing. Right. Hands on them, and we cool. Right. we are talking about the same thing guys we're still talking about the fact that you can't eat at everybody's table why because you are in covenant with god right you are in covenant with god your covenant is not with man so don't let them box you in my one of my favorite scriptures it's it's, it's a bunch so i'm not going to pull it up but it's colossians chapter two okay don't let nobody put you in a box. That's all they're saying. Read it. Right. The whole chapter It's so good. I didn't know that was in there. And I'm telling you, I've been teaching Bible school since I was like 12 or 13 years old. <laughs> teaching Sunday school, over the youth ministry, teaching. I have read all of that. I just don't remember it like that. Right. That's me, y'all. I'm telling you. Because we got to be free. We got to be free, free, free from men. Right. Because God, man is not who called us. I told God, I said, "Listen, I'm not paying nobody to ordain me to do what you call me to do. I do right. it without papers. You hear me? Right. I don't care. I'm not paying nobody. I'm not doing. I'm doing what you said. How you right. say I said? Got to buy a license. I don't need it. I don't need the name and the title to do the work anyway. Right. I'm gonna right. work regardless." I ain't got to go through your theology school Hello? to come out as no minister like me, yeah, no. Yeah. No, I don't need none of that. None of it. And and, and yeah. what we need to learn is this. All these man-made rules and these man-made platforms and, and this, that, and other, and titles, and all. Like, listen, I don't care about them. I, now, I'm going to be honest. I love my coach fee title. I love that title. Because I do, I, I do want to always deposit something. I don't never want to leave nobody. I in I'm in the grocery store. Hey, how you doing? How, I'm doing good. How are you? Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Oh, I love your hair. These people are right. so big, like, oh thank you. Right. It don't <laughs> take much. So no dress. Yes. Leave people better than they when they met That's you. It. it don't take much. It ain't nothing but a few words. That's it. And like, look- look- Sometimes it ain't even gotta be a word. I can remember I just walked past the lady one day and I just smiled at her. Mm-hmm. And when I smiled, she said, "You got the prettiest smile I have ever seen." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, I appreciate." It. I said, "I got it from my mama." That's <laughs> what I said to her. And she said, "Oh," she said, "Well, if you got it from your mama, she must have been something." I said, "Yes, she would." And that was an in our conversation. Yeah, like you. Know, I mean, sometimes you just like I said, you just don't know one little thing can spark something with somebody else it depends on how you sparking it though like you know yeah. what i'm saying are, are you giving them the right nuggets mm-hmm. you know you can spark you can spark negativity too absolutely we we're not talking about that yeah right. you, have to be we, you gotta be caught but we're not talking about that because your words is what spark it if you come out with negativity you can spark that too we're well, we not talking about that. We're talking we be talk, sparking the right things. You want to yes. drop off the right type of nuggets and plant the right and proper seeds. Absolutely. Right? So that, that's not what we're talking about. But that's that's all we want y'all to do is plant the right things and realize that your life don't your life ain't your own. Mm-mm. Don't be in so much disobedience that your assignments never get where they're supposed to go. No, not because you're so blatantly disobedient. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, how are your assignments gonna do what they're supposed to do? Come on. You know, I um I, I, I told this testimony, I think, on here before. You know, I had just started when such as Invoke Success June 24th, 2019. I once I organized it, got the 501c3, planned our launch. We launched in December, had our first fundraiser in February, March, here came COVID, right? And I I was sitting over here like people getting this uh, PPP money and all that stuff. We brand new. We don't have all this stuff. And I'm not about to lie that say I got all this stuff in all. ways. We're new. We just starting. we don't have all of that. So I'm not about to lie to get no money. So I'm like, God, well, how are we going to get some money? Because we want to do this. We need to get this building. We need to get this building together, blah, 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 blah. And he said, you ain't doing nothing. I was like, but I don't organize. I got the name. We we are a nonprofit. We got our 501c3. We launched. We did this. He said, as you go, I will provide. See, some of us are waiting for God to provide first, and then we'll go. No. As you go, I will provide. And if you think about it in the Bible, even though some of those guys that got healed, it said, and as they went they were healed. Amen. We got to go guys. We we have to go and trust God to be provi- the provision for the vision that he has given us. Right. Because see, if we think that all these other people, these jobs and all that is our source, no. God is our source. They are just resources. But he has better resources, but we can't be afraid to yeah. access them. Yep. And that's the problem. We're afraid to access it because we don't want to do what he said. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do what he said. That we we wanna we want the, the watered down version. We, we don't want it from the source itself to say, look, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. But first you got to do this. It's always that first rule, that first rule that, that we don't want to go. Uh this that's gonna be a note over there. But if you go this way. I can guarantee you you're gonna get a yes. Sometimes that yes, that yes comes from the most unlikely source. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that yes comes from a source that makes you humble yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you know what you did. And, and, and that's that's the thing about it. Like again, it goes back to accountability. Again, you know what you have done and what you have not done you know what God has told you to do that you haven't even implemented the first thing, the first call of action behind.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So get up and do what he has told you to do. Because I'm telling you, the time is going to come where you won't have the access that you got now. Amen. And then you're going to be trying to figure it out. Amen. Get up and do what you got to do while you have the access. It's just like we were just talking about the whole Bible thing. You got countries now that if they find you with a Bible, you will die. Mm -hmm. They are killing people because they're having private Bible studies. Mm -hmm. You understand? But you have access to where you can thrump through the pages and you won't pick it up. You refuse to pick it up. What's going to happen when you get ready to go pick it up and you can't? Yeah, and what's already like positive in you that you can put right. And you never took the time to read it before that time that you finally decided you wanted to go pick it up. Yeah. You're going to be in such a way that if there's nobody around you that knows the word, baby, that's, that's a sad place to be. Sad place to be. It, it, it just reminds me to tell everybody to go back and watch the movie The Book of Eli. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to tell you to be I'm telling you to go if you go watch the book of Eli Denzel Washington was the walking word on two feet Mm -hmm. in that movie he literally could tell you the word from Genesis to Revelation verbatim Mm -hmm. and didn't miss a scripture that's how they were able to reprint the Bible because he remembered it Mm verbatim It's one of the most profound movies i would say that i ever watched that that on a spiritual note and i've watched many that that jog something here and there but the book of eli for the per for the people that don't like to read it i'm telling you go watch it maybe it'll spark something in you so that you will pick it up and read it Amen. Because one of the things that the man said in the movie was he was like, if I could get my hands on the Bible, I could rule the world. That's what he said. And he didn't lie because you got people now that when they get their hands on the word, that's how they start cults. Mm-hmm. And they take it and they switch, and switch it around.
2: Yeah.
0: And people will follow them because they believe what they said because they have not picked it up on their own in a cult the only person sitting with a Bible is the one that's teaching it. Mm -hmm. none of the other members got it just the one teaching that's right I'm telling you it is the Bible is one of the most prolific things they ever came up with Mm -hmm. and this is the reason why they trying to take out prayer here and there They might can take it out of a building, but they can't take it out of you. No, they can't. Remember that. They can take it out of a building and they can remove it from something on paper. But if you got the word in you, then you are walking prayer tower Mm -hmm. and they can't take it out of you. Mm -hmm. Right. So it don't matter where they remove it from. As long as you don't remove it from yourself, then the world still has prayer. That's right. I hear everybody say, oh, how they removed prayer out of school. But you still know how? You can still be that one teacher that walk into your classroom and pray over your students. Yep. I don't care what they remove. They haven't removed the God in you. So because he in you, you to walk in word and prayer on two feet. Walk That's in your right. school. Walk in your school and speak over them students. Speak over every staff member that you got if you're a principal. Whatever your role is, you can still pray over everybody in the building. That's right. Stop thinking because they removed something, that means you can't do it. It is too much happening in the world today that we, we have to remind ourselves that, hold on, wait a minute, greater is He that is in me. Yeah, he is in the world. That's what the words say. So greater is He. Tap into the He that is in you and do the work. That's right. You know, I wrote something. I was just I'm flipping through the pages of my Bible when she was talking about Hebrews and Colossians. just now, because I was going to look at what she was talking about, and I wrote something down the side page of in my Bible on Romans chapter nine and Romans chapter nine and ten. And I put there, works activate your faith. The word, therefore, creates your faith. Yeah. And I don't even remember when I wrote it because I didn't date it. I just wrote it down the side page of my Bible. But if you think about it, words, works do activate your faith. Because once you start moving, Mm -hmm. you start to get yourself out of a stagnant place, you are now activating or reactivating the faith that you, you may lay dormant. That's because right. What's doing anything. And now that you are now speaking life into that thing, the word is now activating and creating more faith for you to walk into. Because you are now speaking life into it. Watch what you speak into yourself. Watch what you speak over yourself. I have said it multiple times. Don't be your own weapon form. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- people love to quote that scripture you know no weapon formed against me shall prosper very true but what happens when you the weapon come on what happens when you are that loaded weapon that don't know how to shut up and say the right thing come on don't be your own weapon form right and, and I didn't get to this scripture tonight but I want y'all to go to it and go to Genesis 32 uh I want to say 32 and 12 where it talks about Jacob and Esau. Okay. okay. So in, in y'all leisure time, read up on that. And, and then that, that that would have been the conclusion of you can't eat at everybody's table with Jacob and Esau because of how um his blessing got taken by a brother. Mm-hmm. Right. So read that in your own leisure time. And 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 every day take the opportunity to. Go through your word and read a few chapters. Mm -hmm. I ain't saying you got to read it in order, but pick it up and read it. Start somewhere. You know, growing up, people used to make you start in Matthew and Mark. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Instead of just starting you from the front, but that's what they used to do. Right. You know, know, people people teach other people how they were taught. I just say pick it up and read it. Start somewhere. Okay? What I tell you to do is find where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Find where you are in the word and start from there. As long as you, as long as you're reading it, that's all that matters to me. I just I want you
1: to know.
0: I just want you to know the word. I concur. Okay. I was gonna say the same thing. That whatever the issue that you're dealing with, find scripture that matches it. Because, again, it, you know, when when Satan came after Jesus when he was in the garden, for everything that he told him, he had a scripture for it so you when he comes after you everything he oh yeah you god don't love you and yeah but the word of god says that god loves me without with the everlasting love oh I'm right. ugly. god said you fearfully and one god said i'm fearfully and wonderfully made. listen there is a scripture for everything and and even now you know when coco was talking I i just i just decree that your ears and your eyes are open and that you hear clearly the word of God says, my sheep hear my voice and the stranger, they will not follow. But right. sometimes we have to tra- even train our ear to hear. We have to learn whether it's our voice, God's voice or the voice of Satan. Right. And We know for sure that if it's good and it's telling us to do the right things, it's probably God. But still, you can ask. Him. And again, it goes back to Hebrews 5 and 14. The more you use your ear
1: the in your ear. Coach is saying you're muted for some reason. Yeah. Okay, Not can you here. hear me
0: now? Yeah. Okay, so I walk literally through my house and talk to God like I'm having a conversation with Coco and you right now and and wait for him to talk back so talk to him and wait for him to and then listen listen to what he says ask him what he's called you to do ask him to position you where you it's still no sign so no well, she can't hear you now yeah you can be heard now I can't hear you Coco you can't hear me you don't have... Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I can't hear you. Okay. So I don't know what happened, but I did see my mute button was on. Yeah. But de- but definitely, guys, Um, I pray. And the word of God said, if we decree a thing that God will establish, I decree your ears and your eyes will be more sensitive to what God is saying. You know, the word of God says that we need to hear what God is saying to the church. You know, God's principles and his precepts they don't change but the methods may change so we have to learn like the children of israel when they were going through the guard through the wilderness they were led by god right they didn't know which way to go they had never been out of egypt but they followed god they followed his voice you know mel moses as the leader to hear him and some of them grumbled and complained and that's why they didn't make it to the promised land we don't right. want to miss our promised land because we grumble and complain and not hearing god and doing what he's called us to do hear and obey right. i think a lot of the things i went through i could have not i could have escaped them had i heard and obey and i so my testimony to, of waiting not like finally getting ordained in what god called me to 30 years ago that's not a good thing i want you to think it is that i waited 30 years to do it I mean giggling. but I'm, I mean, I'm glad, glad that the word of God says that God will redeem the time and he will afford me the opportunity but don't let that be you see right. sometimes we got to learn from another person's testimony that I was not able to accept I didn't have nobody to push me because every circle I was in they didn't accept or acknowledge these calls that we God is calling us to now wow but there are people do that do god has surrounded us and giving us people who acknowledge exactly what god has called us to do and those are the people we have to surround ourselves with that's our tribe so get joined to your tribe the people who know who are willing to look and see what god has called you to do and to push you to catapult you to hold you accountable for fulfilling your mission and your purpose in him right what what did you mean what did i mean simone still can't hear you oh, well, Okay. Simone, can you hear me? Go out and come back in, coach. Can you uh type it? Yeah. You see y'all see how the devil the enemy is listen i'm gonna tell y'all every time somebody getting ready to come out of where they are he always want to do some funny business in the meat in the uh technology Yeah, we you know it's just ridiculous but he that, but that's he he's on his job and we have to get on ours we have to is crazy we have to get our own arms i'm trying to see where you're messaging me at let me go to facebook but yes i decree and i decree it and god is the one that's going to establish it and he's given us the authority to do that he called us out from darkness into his marvelous light
1: Okay, let me do that. All right, y'all. So, Simone, if you can hear me, sweetheart, um,
0: tell me what it was that you wanted me to explain or elaborate
1: on, and I will do that for you. Can you hear me now? yes Yes. okay
0: yeah so i was asking simone had put in the comments she wanted to know what something meant and i was asking her um what she was referring to oh
2: yeah
0: i saw that but yeah i mean y'all y'all already know my my biggest thing is the, the biggest takeaway that I want y'all to get away from any show um, is that to, to get to know God on your own and don't be afraid to know him and allow him to, to love on you. The more relationship you get, the more of you will be revealed because to be honest, I didn't really find myself until I found God. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You could walk around thinking that you know who you are um, and you don't really know who you are until that relationship comes into play, to be honest. You know, I had, I had inklings of who I was, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really find out who I was until I met him, you know? Um, And that's my story. Your story may not be the same, but my story,
1: it did it again, coach. I don't know what keep muting you. See, I can hear you now, but
0: can you hear me? Yeah, something keeps muting you. So, you know, but that's my story, y'all. It may not be your story, but my story is I did not really find out exactly who I was until I met him. Um, so I I I really we got her back, y'all. Um, but I really appreciate y'all for hanging in there with us tonight. Um, I know we ran over a little bit, but y'all know how I do. I let God be God. So um, I, don't, I don't care about going over. As long as somebody is, is wanting to eat, we're going to get him to the work. So um, y'all already know how we do. But, Simone, if you're not up here anymore, sweetheart, I thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for everybody that was in the chat. Um, again, y'all already know, y'all be seeing Coach Fee, she's a reoccurring factor on the show. Um, and I keep popping her in, she you know how I do with her, I do what everybody does. Blame her for my hair, y'all, because my <laughs> <her laughs> hair is not, I didn't take down my twist because she's like, You popping on now, get on. I'm <laughs> it. so, yeah, it's right. all right, though, y'all know I'm it's natural, like my grandma Nim, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, mine is natural, too, it's braided, too. So. Um, but I, look, y'all already know how I do anything. I just want y'all to get your own relationship with God and, and learn the word so that you will know it for yourself. Again, remember tonight's title, you cannot eat from everybody's table. Um, some tables that you eat at will make you sick, literally, you know, so you have to be careful, get some discernment, ask God for discernment. If you don't have it, if you don't know what it is, ask him, he'll show you. He'll tell you. And he'll start to make you more aware of your surroundings and, and the things that you are dealing with. Because he did not put you in this life to leave you unaware. All right. So I just want y'all, I just want y'all to know that. Again, coach, I so appreciate you for coming on with me, ma'am, all the time, all the time. Again, y'all, um, what we got coming up is we have the um the weight room experience conference, prophetic conference. I'm so excited and I'm so ready. I'm so ready. It is going to be July the 30th. It's going to be virtual. The event page is already created. All you got to do is type it in. It's 2022 Waiting Room Experience, and it'll pop up. Please register so you guys can be one of the faces in the place. You don't have to physically be in the building. It's all virtual, and I want to see as many faces on the screen as possible because I know the Lord is going to show up and show out. So I have five dynamic speakers that I can't wait for you all to hear from. Y'all will hear from those speakers on July the 11th, I believe. So they're going to be on the show with me uh, on July the 11th. So y'all will be able to hear from them that night to get a little snippet of what y'all going to deal with on the 30th. All right. So because I already know that they're going to bring it and they're going to cut up real bad up here together. So I'm going to just let y'all know ahead of time. All right. So um, the speakers are none other than Dr. Kimberly, Dr. K. Kimberly McWilliams, I love her. Um, she's just one authentic woman in God, y'all. She's been up here multiple times before as well. We have Pastor Viviana DeCohan from New York. We have Elder Marquisa Johnson from New Jersey. We have Prophetess Chandra Fraser from Jersey as well. And then we have none other than Apostle Nita Page from Virginia from Tabernacle of Praise. So that is the lineup for this year's conference, wow. and I can't wait to see what the Lord has given them to say on the night of the conference. I really can't wait for the night that they're on the show because I know they're going to put up for it. Okay. So, um, you know, I asked y'all to have y'all faces in the place to be up here with me with them that night. Of course, y'all know, I'll let y'all know ahead of time we got something going on and we are planning for a retreat for trailblazers as a whole. And we are planning for a couple's retreat as well. So for all the couples, married couples, couples get ready to get married, engaged folk, all of y'all will be putting up that um, information here shortly because um, I'm going to send out a poll to see where the couples would like to go. And then once I have a poll back, we're going to go with the poll and then we're going to make the, the preparations for next year's retreat. So I'm excited about that. Not only are we going to enjoy everybody and have fun and get to know um each other as couples, but we're going to have one night where we sit down as couples and we just gonna talk and we gonna chat, and there's gonna be a place for everybody to vent, set yourself free, get delivered, and all that other good stuff that comes along with it. So, um, but we're gonna mostly have fun though, all right. So, I'm excited about that. I know Coach got some stuff coming up, and I'm gonna let her tell y'all about that before we get off of here. Other than that, y'all already know I love y'all. There's nothing that you can do about it. Love you the life, so Coach. Let the folks know if you got some stuff coming up um, across the board here um, in July and um, let them know where they can find you. Okay, so I am planning a masterclass in July, and the masterclass is just giving some steps to go from, to be, move beyond trauma. Um, we've all had, um, you know, traumatic experiences in, in our life. No one is exempt from trauma. And so, I actually have 12 steps in this masterclass. I'm planning on giving four of the 12 steps. It's going to be a short, probably maybe four hours. I'm thinking, but really to get the true impact of those four steps, you will really have to go through coaching sessions with me. But you absolutely want to at least learn some of the, learn those steps, those four steps, because they will help you. And that first step is prayer. Prayer is the most important piece of your artillery. It's it's one of them. Remember, we said the word was the first, but the second one is prayer. So using the word, you can do scripture prayer. Actually pray the scripture. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against the enemy because your word says that I am more than a conqueror through you because you you listen. We can use the scripture to right. pray ourselves through some things. So that's the first thing. Um I I do have my sister's Invoke Success Group, the Safe Haven. Uh, we do things in there. I do a lot of pop-up things in there where I just pop up. We just did a book club, we have an accountability group from that. So if you have a project that you are working on that you want to work on with us and be held accountable, definitely reach out to Coco. Or um, and she can put you in the group because she's the one who's managing the group for me and she can put you in the group. But don't get in the group if you don't plan on bringing your stuff to fruition, because we are going to push you and love you through it and you help you through that process. And you're going to help us. You know, we're doing yeah. it together. So we're helping each other. Um, like I said, I am also a life insurance person. So I have a primary page. I do Mary Kay. So I have a Mary Kay page. Okay. I have a lot of different. Yeah, I have a different lot of different places where you can find me. But I am on Instagram as Coach Fee. I am on Facebook on my uh, my Facebook page, my uh, professional page, because I have a personal page also. But my professional page is Coach Fee at um, Trauma Recovery. Correction. Um, what is it? Coach Fee. Because I just changed the name again. Okay. Coach Fee at trauma recovery coaching and consulting okay so but the name is just felicia donald coleman but if you do the at yeah then you can find me at that name so i'm coach fee or felicia donald coleman on all platforms you can find me on all of them but i am hidden in my little safety group so if you want to join the group again you can inbox coco you can inbox me felicia donald coleman and we can add you into the group because we only we it's a private group so it's hidden you can't find it if you look for it right but we are you're welcome ladies to join our group sisters invoking success we also have a web page www.sisters-invoking-success.com and you can go on there and you on that page you can actually sign up for our um mailing list so that's pretty much all the places where you can find me i It muted you again. I'm trying to minimize some things. The enemy just won't let us be great, but we've done. We've done. We've all said the most important stuff. You can find me through Coco if you didn't hear any of this. (laughs) I love you guys, and I thank you so much, sis, for uh, seeing the God in me and inviting me on your show, trusting me with the people that God has assigned to you. So I appreciate you for that. Yes, ma'am. Well, I love y'all. And you know I can't hear you. I do go on the Facebook so I can hear you.
1: Well, I so love you all here and go on I Facebook. It don't make sense
0: for me to go. you getting ready, right? Well, I love y'all. I love y'all to life. Y'all know there's nothing you can do about it. Speak life unto yourself and remember get up every day and live it on purpose, all right? So make every day count. I love y'all until Thursday night. Um, I don't know if we have a guest or not, Quint will let me know, but.
1: Um, I will see y'all again on Thursday night. And don't forget, go sign up for the conference. I love y'all. Have a great night.